BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. December 13th, 2023, I am Atrol Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds. We're always running a little behind because there's always news to break, so why not do that? We'll break some, well, we're not breaking the news, we're just writing about the breaking news. No, Joel, Joel, oh, breaking have, news. Yeah, breaking news, what's the breaking news? Yeah. This is the tale of Captain Jack Sparrow <laughs> sailing the seas. Wait, I, I messed that up. What's the lyric? Sailing something seven seas. Boy, you really threw that reference on the ground. (laughs) Pirates so brave on the seven seas. Anyway, uh, you know why we're here. You know why you're here. So hello and leave a thumbs up on the video. And of course, subscribe to us here at youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. You can donate a super chat any amount. Get your question statement right on the air. We'll talk about it again in a few minutes. But as always... Jeremy Lambert is here. Hello, Mr. Jack Jeremy Lambert Sparrow. Now back to the good part. From the day he was born, he yearned for adventure. Captain Jack, giving them the what for? That's, that's anyway. all we're talking about today, right? Jack Sparrow. Uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much all I got. Uh, I got. I just got a, a, a direct message from the anonymous general manager for ITW saying, "Quote: I am mad at both of you." Joel, all we're talking about today is Captain Jack Sparrow because that's all people want to hear about. And happy birthday to Taylor Swift! Happy birthday, Taylor Swift! December thirteenth, nineteen eighty nine. That's when she was born. She was born in nineteen eighty nine. Joel, do you know that? I had no idea. I also knew I had no idea that she was born on the uh, the thirteenth of a month. Yep, yep, December thirteenth. There we go. That's why thirteen is one of her lucky. I guess her only lucky number. I don't know. The number, number I know of that isn't nineteen eighty nine in her lore. Yeah. Yes. So anyway. December thirteenth. So Jack Sparrow, Taylor Swift. That's all we're talking about today. That and apparently the Oba Feminist, because that's what they're going to start calling them. <laughs> oh, we'll talk a little next. You know what? Um, <clears throat> I guess. We should probably say uh, Puff is going to be joining us at 11 a.m. Eastern. That's uh, the wrestler Puff. Last time you saw Puff, he was uh, about to slap the shit out of Sean Ross Sapp during his match with Shaza McKenzie at Black Label Pro. I know Puff from his various appearances at Greek Town Wrestling. We're going to talk about that. And, of course, just 
the the big man has what to say all the time so we're looking forward to chatting with puff at 11 a.m okay uh but i guess uh should we should we have that other chat right now i mean i what's the other chat the z zone is here hello andrew zarian <laughs> good morning how are you doing, doing andrew zarian uh i i i just want the year to end my my i had to i literally had to turn off twitter yesterday on my phone uh because obviously uh david Meltzer put out oh a tweet boy. yesterday oh boy and of course it has to do with tv rights yeah. And apparently, I am the one that they come to for Warner Media questions. Apparently, this is I I you know it's funny as I'm saying that now I'm getting text messages asking me exactly what I'm complaining about right now. So I don't know if they're listening to this show or or this is just a coincidence. But oh my god, my my entire afternoon was derailed. Well, can you can you fill us in? Can you give us? any scoops where is is raw is raw going to be on this network and we just don't know about uh, it don't yeah we're also going to fightful select it's just going to oh, be a pay-per-view from finally. now on yeah and, and 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 you know what damn that sean ross for putting it behind a paywall listen man five bucks is what rod generates then you should probably pay it okay <laughs> uh i don't have an answer um i actually pretended to be a journalist yesterday that's awful uh yeah, I I literally pretend because that's what I do. I pretend to be one, right? You you guys do all the real work. I just show up. Uh, I tell I tell the best of the best that all the time. I tell Sean that. I tell Dave that. But I, I've never. I don't know anyone that knows anything about this. Like so, I asked. I asked. I mean, I asked so many people. I even asked WWE. And, you know, those guys generally love an opportunity to to bury that company if there is any any moment, a fraction of truth. And nobody nobody jumped on this. And everybody's like, I have no idea what that's about. So was I mean, I don't know if you've spoken to Dave. Um, I mean, let, let's let's let try to try to. I did. I did here. speak to Dave. OK, OK. Um, I'm going to try to fill the people in to people who may not know what what we're talking about i want to get dave's tweet correct here so he tweeted um okay things are changing greatly let's just say things change greatly with raw negotiations from a few weeks ago and punk is a huge part of the selling point bless dave very speculatory on what he is talking about but what a lot of people jumped on and assumed is that oh WWE is talking to Warner Brothers Discovery to possibly have Raw on TBS or TNT. That was the assumption of of this tweet. Is are people correct in that assumption? What did can you tell us what Dave said? About so I, I'm not I'm not going to go into the specifics of what Dave said to me. Okay. okay? Um, has Punk changed negotiation? uh for raw yes um there it has changed it i think people that were maybe not as um willing to to offer more may be willing to offer more now okay 
as far as WBD goes, I, I still, I mean, I could only report what I know, and I have not heard anything of the sort that they're looking to put Raw on TNT or TBS and that the AEW deal is over. Um, nothing. I, I mean, uh, and, and to be honest, the you know, key people have not heard that either. You know, what Dave heard is very interesting to me, but I don't know who he heard anything from. You know, like he's not going to tell me like, oh, this person told me this. But, you know, is it is it a correct tweet? Sure. Yeah, I would say that that tweet is 100 percent accurate. Is it accurate as far as speculating that WBD and, and Raw are now in bed? I, I I've never heard that. OK. I'm not saying that's not what they've alluded. I'm not saying that is what he alluded. You know, I'm just, I I think there's something there. I I, I don't think he was not alluding to WBD, but it was also a very safe tweet because it is factual. This is where, you know, people get into the speculation stuff and they they get into the uh, reading into something. And and this is, uh, I, I've I've met Dave once or twice. I can't say I have any type of relationship with him. Just be a li- don't don't always just throw this stuff out there and then leave it hanging and not because this is I, Sean tweeted about yeah. this like when people were doing the eyeball emojis and if if what I heard is true, get ready. And then it all happened to be everybody was up until three a.m. because everyone thought the Saudis were buying WWE and it turned yeah. out that was nothing but you know everyone was just speculating of like if i heard this either kind of like say it say how sourced it is or don't say anything yeah i I, with with the saudi thing i was pretty careful the only thing that i think i posted about the saudis was that the banking on why vince is using a specific bank and there's only x amount of banks that could handle that type of transaction because of who the Saudis deal with here in the States and who Vince deals with. So we would have to be like more uh, JP Morgan or, or, you know, I, I went into something like that. I, I didn't, I, again, I didn't know. So I can't speculate, you know, I don't like guessing. I like being correct. <laughs> uh, well, otherwise, Andrew Zarian, how you doing besides your sinking house? My house is sinking. Yes. That's a whole problem. I have insurance, the insurance company coming today. That doesn't seem good at all. My my hundred and twenty four year old colonial is uh, going back to the earth. Apparently, as it does, you're committed. The earth is committing itself, or sorry, the house is committing itself back to the earth. That's what's supposed yeah. to happen. That's the and it's filled with mold. That's the other part too. That's the other issue. The house has mold now. Oh man, it's coming out of the shower, isn't it? It it, it was coming out of the shower. Uh, it's it's a whole disaster. That whole front of the portion of my house is a disaster right now. Well, do we have to start a GoFundMe to get the Zarians a new house? <laughs> no, thank God. I, you know what? Thank God I have insurance. Is it built on an on an Indian burial ground? This was a native land where where my house is. So maybe there is some truth to that. When I was a kid, we used to dig for arrowheads oh, in the no. neighborhood. Oh. Yeah, this is how it starts. Yeah, this is how it starts. This is the beginning of a Stephen King novel. <laughs> a very important question from Shadow Spurs. I need yes. Zarian's thoughts on Italian American hero Tommy Cutlets. 
Oh, Tommy Cutlets is is a true Italian American hero, not only to Italian Americans, but all New York and New Jerseyites. Aren't they called New Jerseyans? New Jerseyites. Okay, just making sure. You it's would know better than that. Yeah. You know, this is a thing, though. There's like everybody's making this like this is how it's like a New York thing. It's not just Italians. It's not. This is like a very New York thing. This is how we. This is how we greet each other. We just do this. It's right. It's not. Hey, how are you? It's hey. Yeah. yeah. No, well, there's no words spoken, Joel. You just no, no, like that. Everybody just gets it. This. Yeah, yeah, it's the interpretation of this. Hey, I go. feel like you're setting up like the Sharks versus Jets here. It's just snapping. <laughs> Going to greet each other. <laughs> also, a very New York thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What stabbing each other? Well, that too. I was snapping yeah. at each other as you greet each other. Yeah, we snap at each other too. Hey, 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 hey! I'm walking here. Oh my god! So yeah, I uh, my day was derailed yesterday, but that's okay. It's fun. Speculation is fun. Of course. Eh. You know? I just spend two hours every other day speculating on garbage. That's how we get to Cody Rhodes versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a steel cage on January 1st. That's how we get there. We speculate, and then they tell you all it happens. Is it happening? I mean, it's not official, but let's face it. I've been saying it for the last two months. If it's not happening, I don't know what we're doing here. Well, I, I saw that post that uh, CM Punk has returned to the Garden. So, I, would, uh, I said would happen, and everyone was like, "He's not working house shows." I'm like, "He's gonna work the holiday." Of course, tour. he's gonna work the. Of course, he's gonna work the holiday tour. Of course, he wants to be back in the garden. Are you kidding me? Exactly. Listen, no. as as any sort of performer to 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 be able to perform in that building, it, it's it's a tremendous. I mean, it's a very important thing, and I think for him. Listen, man. You know, the guy had what a what a year he had. I I, I mean. We, we talk about like the biggest names in pro wrestling. I think he did solidify himself there as probably one of the most, the, one of the biggest names, one of the most controversial names, you know, is he a Hogan level big? No. Is he a Hogan level controversy? Sure. No, you guys are wrong because there's that clip from CM Punk in like 2005, where he said, I don't really care about working the garden. So everybody mm -hmm. needs to understand that, his no. opinion and no. thoughts in 2005 still hold up 20 years later. He's a changed man, Jeremy Lambert. Everybody I do find it full of change. I do find it hilarious that people like it. He legitimately said this in like one of those shoot interviews uh, years ago with Samoa Joe. He's like, yeah, I don't care about work in the garden because he was working in front of like 200 people in front of yeah. ROH and probably never thought he was going to get signed at that time. So yeah, he probably didn't clip care. Is, what? 2004, 2005, 2006. Yeah, no, 2004 yeah. probably. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a code. That's the infamous Kojima shoot interview. <laughs> Larry, Larry, the best, the best. And he freaking did it. You know, I, I, I he gets so much crap. He does, but I find him to be so entertaining. Yeah, in the ring, he's always been entertaining. Well, not always, but all, almost all the time. He's very entertaining. It he's was very entertaining. We And again, like we talked about this ad nauseum when he was with AEW and the stuff was happening. And we were just kind of like, this dude's just miserable. And he's always been a bit of a curmudgeon. And now he's back. And if nothing else, whenever, whenever he's in the ring, he's at least trying to make you talk about him. And that's fine. It was, I think he was especially getting sick of being talked about when everything that he was doing was talked about from outside the ring's perspective. Now we get to talk about it in a in a controlled environment where he's in WWE and he hasn't punched anybody. Very controlled. Get off yeah, very, 
Well, it's been what two weeks, and that that's positive. Yeah, that's 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 growth, Andrew Zarian. Yeah, that's growth. He hasn't he hasn't present pre- prevented any producers from appearing. You know, showing up to the to the to the building. He hasn't uh, uh, lost his mind over broken glass yet. I'm telling you, when when him and when him and Austin have their match, they have to do the glass shattering. And Jeremy mentioned this on another show on another episode where Smart he uses man, real glass. And, he, and the glass shatters, and it just triggers Punk, and Punk goes into a rage. <laughs> he just shoots on so cold, Steve Austin. He's going to attack Austin right when the glass breaks. He's going to be waiting for him when that glass What breaks. was the date that Kane would lose his mind? May 19th. Um, May 19th. Yeah. May 19th. Yeah, that, that's, that's CM Punk's May 19th. It's broken glass. AJ breaks, like, a you know, just shatters a, a, a glass cup, and all of a sudden... He's having flashbacks to Jungle Boy just insulting him on 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 live TV. Not even on the pay per view on the on the buy. I mean, you know what is? I mean, listen. Now that we could maybe a little bit look at the humor in this because it's so absurd and ridiculous. How ridiculous is it that Jungle Boy? That was a catalyst for him to. That was his final goodbye. That was it. Maybe that maybe moment. Maybe CM Punk just really, really preferred Melrose Place. <laughs> Listen, I, I I was a big Melrose Place fan too. Maybe he hated nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, I was I always preferred Melrose Place over nine hundred two one zero. I did like the new nine hundred two one zero that they brought back many years ago. This it point. wasn't terrible. The where yeah. they were all like teachers in the school. Yeah. Isn't that the one? Yeah, yeah. that wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. For for you know remakes and or spinoffs or whatever you want to call it, I guess technically it's a remake. Uh, for that, like it's one of the better ones. I feel now party of five, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked about that on this show before. That's where like it's a bunch of kids who lost their parents, right? Like yeah, their parents just died. That seems like a sad show. There doesn't, there's no party going on. It's a sad party, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. A just cry all day and say I miss mom and dad. Yeah, that doesn't seem very fun. OC is where it's at. Good job, A-Shock. I didn't get into the OC. Oh, well, the best part about uh, about NXT going to the CW is that if Punk is uh, going to take over Shawn Michaels' job, he can watch uh, One Tree Hill all day on the CW app. Now that's a fantastic show. Some Seventh Heaven to go down with it, too? Look at us. Seventh Heaven was a good show. Yeah, CM Punk, Jesus Freak Punk over here. Oh, man. He he could be on that show. That would be a great like crossover where he's like a youth pastor. Oh no! <laughs> a cool youth pastor in the Camden household. He shows up and he starts dating. Uh, what what was Jessica uh, Beale's character? I don't remember her character name. It was just Jessica yeah. Beale. Yeah. And then the brother, the older brother, doesn't like it, you know. But he has to come to terms with it, and they all have a sit down, and everything is fine. And, and 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 what's what's shocking is that the father's a a a, a, a pedo in real yeah, life. Yeah, that that part really not so great. CM Punk would be great in Riverdale, right? Like he could do the Riverdale. He could play. What if they bring greaser? What if they bring uh, heels to the CW network? Mm. They CW likes uh, uh, what's his name? It was the actor's name that's on that show. Who also wrestled? Oh, uh, it's CM Punk. Why are you guys acting like you don't know who who this is? The actor who wrestled. I, 
I feel very dumb. You guys are making me feel stupider. Talking to Stephen Amell. Yes. I thought thought this was a bit and you were going for CM Punk. (laughs) No, Stephen Amell. They like him. They did Green Arrow or Arrow or whatever the the show was. Cody Rhodes' best friend, too. So there's a built in storyline right there. Yeah, so they they can they can put that on uh they can put that on CW they can put heels save heels CW would be a babyface network if it saves heels everybody people like that show I never watched it save best CW shows Veronica Mars fantastic yeah great they, show. does Veronica Mars count as a CW or a UPN show because it started on UPN mm, oh. it's the mm-hmm. same network it yeah, just rebranded. the lineage the lineage yeah. is there okay I would say that Buffy was fantastic yep. Never really watched Gossip it. Girl, 10 out of 10. I wasn't big on oh, Gossip yes. Girl. Oh, yes. Yes. Gossip, Gossip Girl. Girl, great show. Uh, but the, the creme de la creme was the Gilmore Girls, the best. The best CW show ever. They talk very fast. I'm not used to that, though. I'm from the <laughs> North. I, mean, I am I'm now. used to that. Sean, Sean, favorite CW shows, go. Oh, boy. Um, the Wayans Brothers. <laughs> okay well, well, isn't that upn that, that's a upn show well we talked about it the lineage counts it all just goes into the cw now yeah if once it hits cw um my answer would be wwe smackdown wasn't it on there one time yeah <laughs> okay that would be it i don't watch that uh my wife used to watch riverdale yep yeah, yeah we're, we're talking about Good riverdale we're talking about uh... i'll tell you what what cracked me up about Riverdale. Um, I was asked to give it a chance one time and I watched, I don't know if it was Archie or whoever beat up like 15 people consecutively, like yeah. gauntlet style. <laughs> and they I had still, a lot of, they had a lot of like uh, gang warfare in that. You probably like that show, Sean. You, you like gang. No, warfare. it's very stupid. It's very <laughs> stupid. Like, yeah, there were blood and guts matches like very often on that show. And I was like, no, I, I think I'm done with this. <laughs> well, they were all getting messed up on Jingle Jangle. That's the drug on the show. Yeah. <laughs> what a ridiculous... That. Was that in the comic book? I don't know. It's so funny because I've heard these phrases like from the other room for years. <laughs> oh, my God. What's the other show that I hated that was on there? Oh, my God. I can't even remember. It lasted forever. Smallville, is it Pretty Little Liars? That's the one that oh, I hate. Pretty Little Liars. Oh, no. Hated. Wait a second. Okay, it wasn't terrible in the beginning. It wasn't no, yeah, terrible, it got, but it got, it got so convoluted. It did get convoluted. Kind of like exactly. wrestling. That's right. Exactly. So, whoops. Sorry, didn't mean to do that, but he's right. Here's my theory. Like, I I'm a TV snob now because I didn't really watch TV until. Until Burn Notice came on. Otherwise, I'd watch South Park and I'd watch sports and wrestling. That's it. I didn't watch a lot of TV. Then I watched Burn Notice and I thought it was the greatest show I had ever seen. Because I hadn't seen The Sopranos or The Wire or anything like that. And what changed my mind on everything was Lost. Because I still love the premise of Lost. And I love the first season and a half until they get into smoke monsters and time travel and all this goofy stuff. And then I was like, I started to see, oh, you know what? They're really just stretching this. They're just stretching this to make it longer and longer and longer. And that was 120 episodes, and it was way too long. About three seasons into Pretty Little Liars, I tell my wife, you know they're just stretching this, right? (laughs) 
and even she gave up. I just looked 160 episodes. Yeah, it was much. I tried. I started watching that show when it first came on because I did like the premise of it. And then I think I gave up like after about 100 episodes or so. I was like, are you ever going to get to the point? And then I tried to go back and rewatch it and I still couldn't do it. I was like, oh, I still can't do this. I'll tell you what drives me nuts. When I see on Twitter someone or any social media saying, I'm doing a Grey's Anatomy rewatch. Did you just plan the next three years of your free time out? There are over 400 episodes. Yeah. Okay. And that show, that show, I got, you know, I I got, I don't watch TV. This is like a weird thing I do. I only watch wrestling and sports like Sean. Okay. And then I watch like Sopranos in on repeat Seinfeld and like five other shows like South Park. Sean, you and I probably have the same viewing habits. (laughs) I got so into Grey's Anatomy because my wife would watch it all the time, no. and there's like 80 seasons of it. And then I realized it's the worst play. Why would you go there? Yes. <laughs> yes. They're fornicating in the back rooms. They're killing their patients. They're insubordinate. And then that show got so crazy when they killed everybody. McDreamy's dead. McSteamy's dead. Hey, spoiler for the people that are going to rewatch yeah. that starting now, and we'll end up yeah. on that plot point in four and a half years. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hold so on. Sorry. So I'm gonna I'm gonna add to this. First of all, imagine being in your 20s, being single, and having not much to do. I did that with Law and Order rewatches, so I get it. I understand. SVU, but it has to be SVU. It was SVU at the time. And now here's the other side of it. So, so my wife, who is a very passive TV watcher, will like have one screen open with whatever show, and then doing her work on the other. It's for some people the rewatch isn't really watching at all. It's just background noise, so they can sure. say they did it. I did rewatch uh, Burn Notice. It is so funny because that was the first show that I liked. And uh, it, they caught me after Raw. It was very, very savvy of them. It, it did work on me. But I stopped watching in the last season because I was like, this is getting really formulaic. Like, I see it. He gets a new boss every season. Monster of the Week, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't like the Monster of the Week shows where there's a new guy to fight. I already watched Power Rangers. I know the drill. Sean hated WCW Nitro early days. Oh, yeah. That, that did suck pretty badly. <laughs> but then uh, a few years ago, I was feeling a little down in the dumps. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch something that I'm familiar with that I like. And I hadn't watched Burn Notice in so long that I forgot about it. The last season was the best season because they decided they were going to wrap it up. And they're like, let's throw everything at the wall now. Let's do it all. Uh, I have started recently The Sopranos for the first time, though, so I'm very excited oh. for that. Ooh. Oh, so so what do you think? Fantastic so far, yeah. It's a great comedy. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's a comedy. It's unbelievably good, I think. What what's, what's very special to me is that those people are very realistic in my universe. Yeah. I see them all day long in my neighborhood. They are real. Uh, I... I and, and people are like, oh, no, nobody can be that much of a cartoon of a character. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Those are real people. That is based on true events. Have you seen Tommy DeVito's agent? He's the best. Oh, yeah. From the Giants. Have you guys Tommy seen Cutlets. him? Tommy Cutlets. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we, God. Zarian was asked about Tommy Cutlets already. Oh, he's is incredible. He's incredible. I saw him. I'm, I'm an ambassador to Italian Americans in, in the Northeast, apparently, now. Oh, my God. Phenomenal. Also, Fargo season five on fire. Great show. Yeah. I've watched like the first three seasons and then 
it don't watch four. A while. Four sucks. Okay. Four's bad. Season one, two, five, incredible. I'm in the middle of the fifth season right now. Uh because they don't let me binge watch it. You gotta watch it weekly. It's incredible. It's very good. I'll just wait until the season ends and then just binge it. Yeah. Somebody asked when it started a couple months ago. Like it's really, really good. It's got so many faces that would be familiar to people who are just general TV watcher, like uh people from New Girl and from Ted Lasso and uh, Stranger Things, et cetera, et cetera. Good shit, man. Personally, Stranger Things, another great show. Another great show. No, Stranger Things went too long. That show. I is no, it still going? Last season was so good. Well, they're they're you know, the, the strike kind of put everything in hiatus right now, but I think it's coming back this year. It was it was great the last season. I loved it. But I'm also biased. Like now I like the things that my kids are into. Like Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Someone's so now, coming coming soon to TNT apparently. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, Sean, is it is it behind Fightful Select yet that they're that they're going to TNT? <laughs> no, because uh, there there was a lot of denials about that. A lot of denials about that. But look look who's in the chat. We got Puff who joined who, uh, on the show in show half an hour. Attacked me. Have you ever seen the leftovers on HBO? I haven't. But Carrie Coon is one of my favorite actresses. She was incredible. She was actually in the second season of Fargo. She, I think she's one of the best actresses in the world. Like, she's incredible. For the record, this channel will continue at 11 o'clock when he joins the show live. <laughs> well, I, we're going to have, like, around. no wrestling talk on today's show. I didn't know I, I will, wrestling here. <laughs> yeah, I want him to rate my drop toehold. Okay, we'll ask him. Okay, we'll ask him. Although, if you ask him about wrestling history, he'll tell you, like, he has no clue. I had to explain to him the Eddie Guerrero JBL border thing so you might want to quiz him on some wrestling trivia but uh do, anyway uh, you, you didn't make a comment about how i'm up so early i woke up at the crack of 10 20 to be here you wow. were up at 2 a.m messaging me about the shibata article that i wrote it's funny it's very funny uh but listen it, it is an important day in my life you guys know where i uh, some of you know where i was living last year middle of nowhere we had one corner store. Only after I left did they build a, a dollar store five minutes away. That That's how isolated I am. It takes five minutes to get to the nearest dollar store. Around the corner from me today opens a 24-7 gas station. Oh my so this is a big wow. day in my life. It's, it's a huge milestone. Uh, I no longer live there. I live in Lexington. But still, it's the principle of it. Now I I am but a minute away from anything that I want. If do I want a little cinnamon roll spin wheel? I can get that at 3 a.m. Do do I want to get food poisoning from pizza? Yeah. I can do it. I can do it. I've been doing it for 30 years, so I don't know what to tell y'all. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, listen, uh, some of us weren't born with a silver spoon in our mouth. <laughs> my my Uber Eats bill for the year is so embarrassing that I won't even allude to the number. Yeah. I'm, I'm not happy with the amount that I've spent on delivery since I've lived here. I, I tell you, dash pass was absolutely, they ain't paying us anything. So actually it was a terrible idea until they tell me to say so, but uh, that's helped me a lot. <laughs> yep. We got, I had a noise. terrible food experience Monday for, for raw scheduled a pizza hut delivery for five 30. You know, you can schedule like the deliveries. Yeah. There's your mistake. Oh, yes. Well, okay, maybe, but still, scheduled for 5.30. Did not arrive until 6.30. All 
already mm. left. I already left for Raw. And the so, worst part is you don't get the refund because you don't get the time guarantee. Oh no, I called. I called. And I'm I'm getting they sent us three pastas, which is I don't eat the pasta, but no, we got three pastas. Pasta from Pizza Hut. It's actually yeah. not terrible. It's That's not terrible. No, 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 please. I used, please. To, I used to Joel. work at a Pizza Hut. And how was day. the pasta? <laughs> not good. <laughs> not better good. Now. Better now. Better. It really Listen, I could go for a stuffed crust any day. Any day, stuffed crust. Stuff I'm crust, a thin right? crust guy. What do you guys have different pizza methods? Like, for example, traditionally I like pepperoni. If it's frozen, I like supreme. I've never had a supreme from anywhere else besides a frozen pizza. There are some places like the American Italian places that that pretend they're Italian. They they throw a little Italian guy on the front of the box and all that stuff. I'll get the pepperoni and bacon from there. If it's the Hunts Brothers that you buy at the gas station, I get pepperoni, bacon, sausage. There's different methods. Do you have different methods? I'll just go with cheese, typically. Very basic. I oh, do like, listen, the, like a good if pizza. If I'm at Home bacon. Alone, too, I'm getting a cheese pizza. I ain't never yeah. wanted a cheese pizza, but the way the steam rolled off that son of a bitch, oh, my God. I have never wanted a pizza more in my life than every time I watch that movie. When my my wife and I, when we order pizza, pizza, so Canadians don't go after me because that's the cheap pizza. I get it. We get the uh, the two mediums. What's a pizza? Hold well on. What's a pizza, pizza? Pizza, pizza that's is like, like little, little Caesars. Caesars. Like it's little, not, is that Little Caesars? Kind of like yeah. Little Caesars, and it's really just because they do the pizza, pizza gimmick. Anyway, uh, and we'll get we'll get the four toppings on two pizzas, so two toppings each. We'll get uh, grilled chicken and, and green pepper on one, and then we'll get sausage and mushroom on the other because we always want to have a veggie and a meat. That's the best stuff. So, do you not order from like an actual pizzeria? Once in a while, we will. But if we're and, feeling cheap and we just want to get it delivered to our house because we're like not wanting to do anything else, we'll go for pizza pizza because it has it's the app. It's just there. You're gonna get diverticulitis. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's too greasy. No, we, uh, we I'm a traditionalist. Plain pie, well done. Ooh. Oh, that's the trick. That's like a New York trick, by the way. Yeah, because otherwise you up, though. <laughs> you gotta order a well done cheese pie, plain nothing, nothing, and then you can get whatever fun pie you want to get. But always well done and thin. I want the bottoms burnt you, a little. Do you get yours with ranch, Andrewsarian? Ranch doesn't belong on pizza. <laughs> you gotta get the like, dipping sauce. Thank you. I, th- th- I was ready to square up with Denise over this. And then I'll <laughs> tell you what pissed me off. Cause you know, she's like, it's coming here in Cali. Eh. Of course People it is. All the time. And then I ordered from a place called West coast gourmet pizza and it's phenomenal pizza. And they include a little cup of ranch. And I was about ready to write a letter <laughs> to this place and then drive it there, fold it up, leave it on the table. When when we were in North Carolina for WrestleCade, uh, Alba, Sean, and I went to a pizza place, and we ordered our pizza. And the guy was like, "Do you want ranch with that?" And we're all just like, "Huh? What? Why are you offering this?" He's like, "It's a it's a thing here." I was like, oh, "This this should not be a thing at all." Mike in the chat room goes, "What's a pizzeria? Pizzeria is where you buy pizza. Yeah, yeah. That's a pizza parlor or a pizza parlor, right?" With, with with a with a with a name like Luigi or a Mario or a Giuseppe's, <laughs> Giuseppe's we Pasquale's. Got, we got a Gio. Uh, we got a Pasquale in my little town of Maysville, Kentucky. The most 
the the best restaurant there is at Pasquale's. Like that's my father that's there. And then Pasquale. what? My we, father-in-law's name is Pasquale. There you go. Have oh, him make your pizza. That way you won't my, die. He makes really good food, <laughs> but I don't think he's a pizza guy. Nona though, Nona makes the good pizza. Giovanni's is a big one out here too. Um, we have a Giannino's. That's that's our favorite pizza place. So funny my, enough, my father owned pizzerias in the '80s, and every one of them had a very Italian name. And every, and every restaurant that he owned, he pretended that that was his name, and he would lie and tell them that he's Italian. <laughs> I love it. This Persian man with a Persian accent. What a worker! Uh, always with a Persian accent would be yeah. like, "Oh no, yes, I'm, 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 I'm Pasquale. Yeah, that's my name. I'm from Italy." And they're like, "You're from Italy? Look at that. You don't sound like you're from me." He's like, "No, no, no." And then he would like mumble fake Italian words. Every <laughs> single one. And at the end of the day, you know what his name is? This is his shoot name, Fred. <laughs> oh, I love it. The, the best American Italian food where where my grandmother lived at was middle of Vanceburg, Kentucky. There are no Italian people within an hour of that place. That guy couldn't even we they were there was one restaurant. He couldn't even lie. He's like, I'm Al. This is Al's pizza. <laughs> I'm I can't even pull off the con here. Because if any Italian people relocated to Vanceburg, Kentucky, they would spend one day there and they'd say, yeah, let's get out of here. It's pretty terrible. Pretty horrible. But uh, I'll tell you what I'm doing. Even though I don't have to be in a hurry because it is a 24-7 convenience store. Live like me, you scrubs. I'm heading over there. Are you going to see if they, oh, you need, you actually. What? You asked me a question before I left. What was it? I was going to say if they, they had any uh, monster. I don't know if we can say that. They don't sponsor this show. but I order those in like 12, 16 packs now. Yeah. It's more cost effective. Good fair. Lord. Fair, I fair. got people on the internet claiming that I brag about being rich all the time, which I don't think I've ever done. <laughs> but yes. You used I to be could... so humble, Sean. Yeah. yeah. So humble yeah. and thrifty. There was yeah. a sinkhole at my house bucks, last And all of a year. sudden, he was rubbing in everyone's face. Yeah. Exactly. So ridiculous. I'm leaving. Bye, Sean. Bye-bye. I always get a kick when Sean shows up when I'm here. I get excited. I get tingly. Do you? Do you? <laughs> do. Seriously, all the time. I get is very like, excited. Is it like the episode of Table for Three with Ryback and Dolph Ziggler and Brian Danielson where um, he calls out okay. Ryback for taking a Cialis to impress Brock Lesnar? <laughs> <laughs> of which I watched this week. And you came know what, to the realization, the stunning realization, they can do a second one now. They're all outside of WWE. And there are a few things that I would like to see more in 2024 than Brian Danielson and Dolph Ziggler talking to Ryback. I am excited even thinking about the possibility. StarCast, WrestleCade, WrestleCon. If you put this on, I will go to it. I will promote it for free on my show. Please do this. Maybe we can make that happen. If we if we scream it loud enough, see if it can happen. Ryback's not doing anything. He could he jump at this opportunity to sit down with Danielson and Dolph have, Ziggler again. I think we'd have to make Sean uh, moderate it though. No, you can't do a moderator on table for three. Like That's it's fair. just yeah, they it. just chop it up. Sean can be like the the waiter, just like going in and like That's throwing the up one. food. Yeah. <laughs> he gives them he gives them the steak. Yeah, yeah. Do that. guys, I have a serious question. 
Yeah. Oh, that's and I want I want to ask the chat room. I want to ask the chat room. Should I go to work today or not? No. 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 Why would you do My tum tum is bothering me. Oh. Is it? I've been there. It's not fun. Yeah. Did you have pizza? Is that the problem? Do you have bad? No, pizza? no. You know, you know about my my eating problems, right? Like I'm like obsessive about my calorie count and like working out and and taking supplements to to make me look better than I actually look. Uh, I I I've ate too much the last two days. I had a piece of chicken last night, and I had another piece of chicken the day before. Actually, no, Sunday we crushed it. Jess and I did uh, pasta. We made sauce all day. The kids made cutlets. We went through like six bottles of wine. It was a blast. Wow, the kids too, huh? The kids make the cutlet. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, the, 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 the kids, kids too. Wine. Yeah, yeah. The kids too. I'll I'll send you the photos, Joel. It was <laughs> it was a blast. Oh man, yeah, twelve hundred is enough. It's fine. <laughs> that's a that's a calorie joke. Uh, no one understands. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, was no, it? I uh, I'm, I'm big on the um, I'm big on the uh, the trying to stay young at forty. Yeah, good luck with that. The uh, yeah. how do you do your chicken? Because I I also made chicken breast last night. Uh, flour, uh, egg, and then Italian seasoning. You know the the breadcrumbs. Yeah, you do it the, the you do it the breadcrumb style. Sometimes I do that. I, I yeah, but you know what I got? Just just made uh, last night. We used almond almond uh, flour to bread it. Okay, it turned out good. It was great. It was different. It was like it wasn't cutlets that she made. She made like more like uh, with pepper, like the the roasted red peppers on it and and parmesan. But uh, the cutlets was we did a. Oh, I'll show you the photos, Joe. I'm gonna send you some. Yeah, send me those photos because I'm always looking. We for did vodka sauce. Hold on, I'm gonna Ooh, send you my gabagool. Photos over here. Yeah, I'm sending you gabagool. That I'm, was last night. Yeah, I, I threw my I threw my chicken breasts in the slow cooker with like a bunch of honey garlic to marinate and let it sit for four to five hours and that was easy that's all i needed and then later on you toss them on sandwiches and they're delicious bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You have an iPhone, right? I do. This is my food porn. Look at Remember that. we had a whole go around about why yes, my we did. was suddenly off. You change providers one time. Now yeah, I sent you pictures I of my cutlets. The sauce I saw. Those, the, yeah. The sauce you saw. Cool. Look at this. And the shirtless selfie. God, I'm getting everything today. <laughs> and the shirtless selfie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I said, it's, I send you a ton of shirtless selfies, actually. Yeah, it's kind of the thing now. I it's a little, it's a little disturbing. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm always inclined to show off my progress to you. Yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm here to see it. I'm here to to celebrate. So look look at my pecs. 
I celebrate these things with my friends. I want them to be. You do, and so do I. So do I. I do that too. Someone's asking, what am I doing a cookbook? I would love to do a cookbook, but I have zero cookbookery knowledge. I'd have to read Renee's and then be like, Renee, can you just release another cookbook but put my name on it? And then that will be enough for me. Pile driver finisher says, screenshot this. Please excuse my son, Andrew, from work since his tummy isn't feeling well. <laughs> Andrew's parents. Poor Tum Tum Andrew. <laughs> Uh, anyway. All right. I have to, I, you know what? I think I'm going to go to work. All right. That's unfortunate. I think I'm going to. Yeah. That's yeah. I'll see you boys. Bye, Take Andrew Zarian. Toodles. Bye-bye. Well, that's the first 40 minutes of our show not talking about wrestling. Yeah, we didn't accomplish anything in that 40 minutes. That was great. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. uh, Now what? Well, we got like... 12 minutes until puff joins us so you know just hope hope puff has a lot of wrestling he wants to talk about but what are, who are we kidding why are we going to talk about wrestling with puff when we can talk about you know hbo yeah, we're gonna talk about like television with yeah. Puff. who cares about wrestling the show is gonna be the one where everyone leaves a comment afterwards being like they didn't talk about anything in you're gonna anything. have to change the thumbnail joel to like uh gossip girl and uh pizza like that's it i'm just gonna call this episode fmc itw <laughs> that's basically what it is at this point yeah that's that's what this thumbnail is gonna gonna have to be oh, yeah it, i'm i'm upset with zarian too everybody in the chat they asked for advice and zarian just ignored it everyone said no don't go to work and zarian's like ah, i guess i'm gonna go to work pile driver finisher wrote him a very real letter yep. and he's just not gonna use it he's still gonna go to work that's lame andrew zarian can't take that from andrew zarian we got to bring him back and tell him don't go to work I mean, we we can try. I don't know if he's going to listen to us. Yeah, Joel, start timestamping episodes. I've thought about this. Kudos to Rob Wilkins, who does that for coexisting. I I just, I can't. I'm already doing enough things during this show. I feel like timestamping is nothing. If someone, if someone who's here wants to start timestamping, go ahead. Why and are you making our chat do this? That's not nice. Our chat's very, uh, very good at what they do. I mean, yeah, but like, we're not going to ask them to timestamp the episodes that's not right. nice to do we'll just ask them to give us money instead how's that yeah give us money everybody give us your money don't, you don't have to timestamp our episodes no. just you can if you want that's helpful but you don't have to there's an ai time- that does it that does it too that runs around youtube doing it i mean good luck to this ai bot trying to timestamp this thing yeah brandon cutler's not doing anything maybe he can do ours he's wrestling wrestling you know who can't do it kushida I mean, maybe oh. you can because like the contract isn't exactly like a full. Well, it's a full time, but like impact contracts anyway. Because uh, she signed with Impact Wrestling. Well, sorry, with TNA Wrestling. I have to get I have to get my mind in the TNA world now because it is TNA Wrestling in a month officially. But they announced today that because uh, signed a full time deal with TNA Wrestling. It's a big deal. It's fun, Jeremy. What uh, that that stopped us from getting on the air on time today? It didn't necessarily stop us. We just decided to make you all wait for the Kushida talk. <laughs> um, oh, it's a, it's a good get. It's a good get for TNA slash impact as they do this rebrand. Here's what I'm mad about though, Joel. They do these graphics and stuff like, Oh, they did it for, for Trent seven. 
They got it for Kushida now. They these new signing PCO, I guess, was technically like the first one. Like I'm, I'm pull up this graphic for everybody. Where's the cross the line banner? Like, where is Kushida crosses the line? Well, that's if you do it. The problem is, then other companies will see it as a a form of of shots across the bow. No, fuck that. They did it first. They they were doing the cross the line banners way before is all in is all elite nonsense. Yeah, but now the problem is, if they cross the line, can they cross back over to like? I don't know MLW appearances or new. Yeah, it's a it's a habitual line. They're they're all oh, habitual God. line steppers. So they're all habitual line steppers. That, yeah. that does make sense. I'm okay with that actually. Uh, I need more habitual line steppers in my wrestling. So it it's got to be they got to do the like so and so crosses the line. Otherwise, I don't believe they, these these people are actually signing. They're, they're apparently signing on the line. I need them to cross the line, not sign on the line. What if to sign the contract, you need to not sign on the line, but cross on the line? Yeah, I'm yeah. full with that. I mean, he did have a... He, he used to wear that big red X when he won the, uh, the, the Ultimate X match and he was waiting to cash in at Bound for Glory. He would wear the big X with Kushida. So, you know, he was crossing the line. It is. It, it says it, the you know the contract means to say like Kushida cross here, and then he just puts the the X on there instead of signing his name. It's very difficult to forge an X, so you know you know it's legit by you cross the line. I'm wondering. So when I was at Final Resolution last weekend, um, what's his face? Uh, sorry, Scott Demore mentioned something about we've already paid the fine. But then he said the where F and back. So I'm pretty sure he was talking about this swearing on, on TV type of thing, even though it was off the air. And I think he was just making a joke. But then after he says the where F and back, they play the cross the line sh- uh, music. And I thought maybe the fine was that they didn't have the rights to that music for whatever reason, but they do. So maybe oh, they got to bring that back, man. Well, they, they got to. I think they are. I think they're going to do it at least for impact taping, like for, for impact TV show uh, shows. They they have to, man, because everybody's doing what everybody's doing. Everybody's doing their own thing. I be doing what I be doing. I be doing my thing. It's a banger song. It is a banger song, especially when you start reading the lyrics out. <laughs> anyway, uh, Puff joins us in a few minutes. So uh, on the Kushida front, it's an exciting uh, exciting time. They're refreshing their roster as TNA. There's a lot of really cool stuff coming, and I'm looking forward to to seeing where they land in terms of the post, you know, the post glow of TNA. You've got Trans Seven, you've got Kushida, uh, and there's going to be more. So, looking forward to uh, whatever the new TNA looks like, the new old new TNA, right? They won't bring back the six sided ring because apparently it hurts the wrestlers. Like, Did, by the way, when Sean was here talking about the match with Shaza in in, uh, in Illinois. He mentioned that the upstairs to the venue had a second ring. Yeah. And apparently that was a six-sided ring that's yeah. up there. First of all, those things are how where, why, what? How, why is there a six-sided? We can ask Puff about this. Puff is a good idea. He is yeah, he was at the show. Because that is a that why is there a six-sided ring at this event? Because that's not a commonly used ring anymore. Everybody's cowards. That's fair. My wrestling promotion would have eight-sided ring. (laughs) (laughs) 
Although UFC called an octagon, buddy. Yeah, UFC <laughs> might sue me for that. UFC might sue me. So I don't know if I get what I'm gonna make a triangle ring. Yeah, that, that would that work. That was a thriller thing. They did it with the boxing. Yeah, I don't want to do it boxing. By the way, yeah, I feel like a triangle ring would be be tough. It have to be like really big. Yeah. What a diamond, a diamond, a diamond ring, and then like, a, but it's like a dome, and it's also like a diamond. So like diamond ring, diamond ring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? No, it sounds awful. What if it's a no. parallelogram? And then just two. I don't know what a parallelogram is. It's the slanted triangle, like the slanted thing. Oh, yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. Let's ask Puff. Do you want? Do, right. do you want to do the bit? Yeah, is it puff, puff, if you're ready, you, do you want to give us a thumbs up? All right, he's giving us a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, that's not a thumbs up. Not a thumbs up. I don't know if his audio is working. No, that's not a thumbs up at all. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, there the only, only, the person who wants to beat up Sean Ross Sapp probably more than any of us here on this channel. Fantastic wrestler. And it's Christmas time, so it's almost time for him. But for now, Puff joins us. Hi, Puff. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm here. I'm tired. I'm sick. I, I don't know why I... Aww. Listen, my brain doesn't work properly. So when you, when I was tagged in these things, I was like, hell yeah, I'll do it. I'll do everything. I've been super sick. There's been COVID in my house. I've tested negative right now. Knock on wood or whatever the fuck. Oh, can I swear? Yeah, hey, we're like an hour in. You're fine. Oh, God. Uh, and I'm I'm like my throat is very sore. I have a cough drop in my mouth right now. I got a very sore throat, and I decided to come out here and talk a bunch. So that's what perfect. The hell is up? That's fine. I live in a in a building that's very dry at this time of year, so I'm all congested and messed up. And it's just it, this is the time of year where everyone just gets a little sick and not feeling so great. I mean, you know, even Jeremy is not a hundred percent. This guy's falling apart of the seams. I've been watching. We all are. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough out here. Got twelve kids running around this house too. You, I don't know what they bring home from from too school many. and activities. It's brutal. It's brutal. Unbelievable. Just have the one. Listen, let's let's get right off the right off the hill. I gotta ask. We were just talking about uh, Kushida signing with TNA, and then we were talking about the six sided ring. When Sean was at uh, at Berwyn for for the the Black Label Pro Show, he mentioned that there's a second ring upstairs in the bin, in the venue, and it's a six sided ring. What's the deal with that? Because that's not something you commonly find. I have no idea what the deal with it is, but it is a thing and it exists. And <clears throat> the first time I went to that venue, I went upstairs to the locker room and I was like, oh, you guys know this locker room has a big ass six-sided ring in it. Where was I to put my stuff? It's just this big room with a six-sided ring in it and no one's using it. Apparently, somebody trains wrestling there in a six-sided ring i don't know exactly what the deal is with it but it's there and i don't know you got to talk to the people at the Berwyn eagles uh in <laughs> Berwyn, illinois because other than that i got no answers for you I, it's it's just there and i don't know can why we, can we find out who stole the original kendo sticks from oh. the Berwyn eagles <laughs> That's a mystery that'll be left. Uh, you got to answer to God for that one because yeah. no one's going to be able to tell you. How do I get my face not? Oh, my God. I don't want my nameplate over me. There we go. There we go. All right. You can still see Puff. 
So you. Oh, Ross, I'm well, running away. Okay, hold on. You got to ask the question again. Okay. You you correctly prevented Sean Rossap from running away at uh, Black Label Pro and I helping out mean. Shaza McKenzie. Why do you think he's such a coward? Um, I think it runs in his blood. I think his his uh, genealogy is weak. I think the Ross Saps uh, family tree is full of um, weak willed men. Some uh, what do the kids say? Sigmas. I think he's got a lot of sigmas in his family tree. <clears throat> and it's just the way he was raised, you know. Papa Ross Sap, coward. Grandpa <laughs> Ross Sap, coward. Great grandpa Ross Sap, coward. And that's it's just the way he was brought up. I think that's oh. that's the reason. Ask and he shall receive. What's going on here? <laughs> Listen, so I, I was told this guy would be on at 11. I was here to drop some exclusive news before 11. Cut the Wait. news. I got breaking news for you. You want to hear? What? Trent Seven signed with TNA Impact Wrestling, bro. Whoa. Can you believe this, dude? I was there. I walked in the building right as it happened. I was like, what? I'll tell you where you weren't. You weren't at the new 24-7 gas station that I just went to. <laughs> Listen, I don't which know. I bought A&W and 7-Up. And how about this? Crispy cun- Crunchy Chicken. First off, crispy, I just want to say one what? thing. Crispy what? Yeah, I love this. Crispy, crispy Crunchy Chicken. Crispy Crunchy Chicken. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at that. Why are you teaming with Shaza? Why... <laughs> Why aren't we friends? Listen, I got zero sugar ginger ale. Eh. I got zero sugar Dr. Pepper. Okay, that's one we have here too. I got zero Listen, sugar orange, bro. I, I got, that's I'm, no good. That's no good. This? No, it's not any good. I've tried no, it. it. No, sucked. zero sugar sun kiss is the best zero sugar orange soda, bro. You're fucked. It's it's okay. bad. It's terrible. But this guy, Papa, Papa Ross Sap Coward. Sean Let me Ross tell you what the, the problem I have here. The crispy crunchy chicken. Why are they getting cute with crunch? Okay. Why are they getting cute with the K's? We would like you just as much with the C's. And also, yeah. they almost got a little too cute with the it's K's. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. It's you dangerous. Stay away from a big mistake. I don't like that. All you need is C's. But listen, what are the odds of all the zero calorie drinks? We're just. <laughs> we got them. I feel like we should have had a real conversation before the Shaza match because I think a lot of things could have went a lot of different ways. Listen, I'm a big zero calorie beverage guy, so Me too. I think we got more in common than we think. <clears throat> you know what? We're we're gonna talk soon. Can uh, you can you forgive? We're both wearing gray hoodies. It's I, mine's green actually. Oh, it doesn't look green. Yeah, it's green. Some washed out color on that camera. What, Jeremy? I said, can you forgive Puff for, you know, introducing a door and preventing you from running away in the match? And the boomerang, of which yeah. that was I boomerang. recently unearthed new footage that shows you picking up my boomerang and hiding it, yeah, like, in your onesie. In my wrestling gear, I wouldn't call it a onesie. I've wrestled in a onesie before. 
Oh, you were. I thought you were in Santa gear. Maybe, maybe I was just. Oh no, I was wearing a onesie. That was my onesie. Shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing. That is the onesie that I wrestle in sometimes. He, yeah. said, he said seriously, it's my wrestling gear. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, call it a onesie. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it really it looked like a onesie to me. Yeah, it was. It definitely was a Christmas onesie. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> I gotta go order something else for lunch as this chicken is mid. It was a pleasure. Yeah, the crispy cunty chicken is mid. Oh my god. <laughs> you got the 24-7 gas station. This guy doesn't have any 24-7 gas stations. Every 7-Eleven is 24-7. Nah, right? he's, he's a small town to small town get. He <laughs> lives in the middle of freaking nowhere. He lives in the weeds. <laughs> no, that's this show. So I did there. Uh, what is in the weeds tell me about what what are we in the weeds about oh absolutely nothing and everything all at the same time i don't care to talk about wrestling i mean i I assume you do talking about wrestling let's talk about television yeah you're in in the chat talking about the leftovers what uh, what else is uh puff watching what what, what other television do you enjoy right now i'm i'm doing a rewatch of the leftovers uh I remember I watched it when it was airing live, man, and it's such a good show. And this is the first time I've gone back to it since, and it is the one of the best shows I've ever watched. It's just complete insanity. It's like uh, the premise of it is like 2% of the world's population just disappeared one day out of nowhere. And then it's like it's like people coping with it and losing their loved one, like coping with their loved ones and just like everything that followed. And it's like, people just lose their minds after this happened. And it's crazy. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's really fucked up. Sometimes I forgot how brutal of a watch it. There's some brutal scenes in there that are hard to watch, but it's a great show. And right now I'm uh, almost done with the first season of it. There's only three seasons. Uh, other than that, oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh. Yeah. Losing Andre Brower. That sucked. Yeah. I was up all night crying watching Captain Holt clips. It's so sad. I was in a store yesterday and I was brought to a screeching halt when someone sent me the news. It really bummed me out, man. Yeah, I got all of it. It was, and dude, he was so, so good. Just beyond, like even Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Everyone points to mm-hmm. homicide and uh, and all the roles that he played throughout his career. He was a just a fantastic actor. Sucks yeah. seeing, seeing that. So young too, but uh, yeah, only sixty one, man. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. You never, you never want that. It really sucks. Some people are just finding out now in our chat. So there you go. Oh no! I'm so sorry. Sorry, pals. What's uh? What, what's your what's your comfort watch? Like when you're just at home, you're trying to take your mind off stuff. Like what do you what are you watching? Brooklyn Nine Nine. Really, recently it's been Brooklyn Nine Nine. Or um, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm realizing that at least in Amer- American Netflix, and I know Canadian Netflix is different. Um, Netflix used to have all my comfort shows. They used to have The Office and Parks and Rec and um, New Girl. And those are shows that I uh, constantly just, you just throw it on background. It's just nice. And now 
Uh, they're all off of Netflix, and Peacock in America has them. Peacock has become the premium fucking streaming service that I watch. Because, pardon me, it's got New Girl, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Office, Parks and Rec. Uh, is there anything else on there? They have, the, like, the super-sized episodes of The Office that I haven't really been watching, but I've been try- I've watched a few of them where they, like, have, like, extra scenes in them. I think that's such a crazy concept that they put all the they, they've put out these new episodes of old episodes of the office with like never before seen clips in them and i think that's pretty nuts i've watched a couple of those but um hmm. oh i was a big like community i gotta bring that up community I, I never got into community i feel like i need to everyone's told me so what's really good about community is that it was good for like the first three seasons and then four, they then retconned it, called it the gas leak year. And then yeah. five, and then they did five, and then they moved to Amazon. And the Amazon season was just garbage because, like, Donald Glover had left. Chevy Chase was gone, but no one gave a shit about Chevy Chase yeah. uh, on the show. But, like, just those first three seasons, like, those are the ones you need to watch. It's a really, really? funny show. It's really stupid, but really funny. Hell yeah. Oh, shoot, I was going to say another show, and I totally lost it. 30 Rock, I feel, fits yeah. the billing of... Mm-hmm. That's also on Peacock. 30 Rock. Yeah. Rock is a good show. Dude, always sunny. I still haven't watched this last okay. season, uh, but always sunny is just constantly fantastic. Yeah, our pal Steven Jensen loves that show. He hosts a few uh, few different shows. Right. Shout out to the trash man. Frank. Yeah, what? the trash man. <clears throat> My spinning wheel from Twitch is in the way, but that is the trash man. <laughs> you still, still doing the Twitch stuff? Oh yeah, I just uh, this week I haven't been doing it too much because my throat and shit. But um, yeah, I play Fortnite on Twitch now, and it is Fortnite's taken over my existence. I can't stop playing it. Hence why I have a a mini fridge with Peely, the banana character, and a little <laughs> look at this motherfucker. A little oh my god, man, Fortnite character that stands with it. Because everything is Fortnite now. You doing the dances and everything? Oh, dude, always hitting the gritty. I, I murder 12-year-olds, then hit the gritty. <laughs> you can quote me on that. <laughs> and, and there's your article, Jeremy. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's my clickbait headline. Dude, that's the song that they play. Oh, shit, Jeremy Lambert with the fucking Michael Bolton quote underneath you. Oh, yeah. Lonely dude. Island? Yeah. Let's talk about SNL. Let's What's talk about on? SNL. You guys been watching SNL lately? Not lately, but I watched lately, the clips no. that are on. What, what, what's going on? What's, what's Me neither. But um, <laughs> I'm a big SNL guy. Uh, Sarah Sherman is on SNL, and she's there's a lot of the, the some of the younger castmates they've brought on somewhat recently are very talented, and I think have uh, potential to bring bring back a nice like a, like a what would you call it? Fucking golden, uh, not golden age, but like a new fucking God. I don't know. What what are words? Like make it funny again. I don't know. People always talk about how SNL is never funny. Dude, there's a lot of not funny on SNL. There really is. But man, uh, those dudes, please don't destroy they do like the digital shorts on SNL now. They do their own like little these little films. Those dudes are always 
laugh out loud hilarious. They did a they did a uh, original Kings of Comedy skit with the, but it was them as children. And oh man, what are they? I I, I can't. I don't want to butcher any of the jokes, but I just highly recommend you look up. Please don't destroy original Kings of Comedy because it's like them doing skits as children about um fuck just just kid shit but the the cadence is it's very funny i'm sorry i'm going off track i need you guys to cut me off we haven't, we haven't been on track and we've been on the air for over an hour so yeah there's, there's a lot of funny younger people like the newer newer castmates at snl that are very funny that's all i wanted to say forget i said anything did you ever watch uh did you ever watch um what was the movie oh my god hot rod with andy sandberg I've seen Hot Rod. I don't remember it as well as a lot of people. It's not like a core movie for me. You know what I'm saying? That was that's my jam. That movie was like my whole existence. That's the that and McGruber. The McGruber sketches on SNL at one point. Oh, I, I love the McGruber sketches. I never saw the movie. The movie is dog shit. Don't bother. Oh yeah, I've heard it. theaters not great. The is there a wrestler in McGruber? They did a whole. They, uh, Jericho was in it, and Kali I think was in it too. Jericho and Kali, Dolph probably did a thing because they brought they when they did the Raw guest host. They oh yeah, MacGruber hosted host Raw. Yeah, 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 and it was <laughs> bad then. But then I saw the movie and I was like, wow! Suddenly that episode of Raw was a lot better. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. What were they thinking? What were they doing? Dude, the guest host of Raw era ruled. It was so. I like my wrestling. It needs to either be the, the greatest of all time or the worst of all time. There's so there's so much wrestling that's just like good. The guest host of Raw stuff, it was just so some of that stuff was so bad that it ruled. Dude, Summerfest. Great. Yeah, this all oh, Jeremy Piven, yeah, calling it the Summerfest and they get yeah. slammed. You're Great. gonna have a match at the Summerfest. Dude, he <laughs> said it so confidently, it's so funny. <laughs> I always love that you could tell who was there just to promote their shit and who was there to actually like be a part of things and have fun. It was always great yeah. for that. Oh man. Anyway, we've successfully killed an entire 15 minutes without asking about wrestling. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, we talked oh, no yeah. wrestling. Ask me about wrestling. Let's talk, let's bring it back. Tell me ask me wrestling things. Say say some nice things about uh Greek town wrestling. That's where I get to see you predominantly. Dude, Greek town wrestling is such a fucking fun ass environment. Oh, whether it be in front of the crowd, behind the curtain, in the locker room, whatever you want to call it, dude. Um, I love Greek Town, dude. It's so insane, uh, and so much fun. I uh, I've had a lot of crazy matches there. Had a lot of uh, fun interactions with people. There's a good. There's a really good crew in the Greek Town locker room right now. Like channing decker who runs it obviously uh former greek town champion he lost last show to uh he lost to uh santana santana is a new greek town champion uh i think they're having a rematch at this next show on boxing day yeah jerry lynn's gonna be the uh the special guest referee jerry lynn freaking legend um yeah that's gonna be crazy i mean this upcoming show that they're doing is absolutely bananas they have an arm wrestling match happening yeah this is the most like so for those who don't know about greek town wrestling first of all you can watch a bunch of older shows on fight tv on fight plus uh but this is traditionally like 
a wrestling show, like your independent wrestling show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, they're doing a women's boxing match. Yeah. And they're doing an arm wrestling contest. And I don't know if it's because they're running a show on December 26th, which is Boxing Day here, and that maybe the talent are busy and with family, and it's they're they're doing something different. And for me, I'm like, what is going on? Dude, it's very I, different. I think it's gonna be crazy. It's such because like, I feel like Greek Town gives such a very uh such a buffet of choices on their shows you know they have so many different styles of matches on each show so they have something for everyone and this is just taking it to the next level like there were shows this year where they brought uh the dude the, the running back from the toronto argonauts the uh toronto the uh, from the canadian football league yeah aj olette aj olette he had a match he wrestled uh, with Jock Sampson against somebody, um, they do. You know, it's 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 the the fact that he's so big in the community. You know, he has a, so many connections in the community that he like. It's really fucking Greek Town by Greek Town and for Greek Town. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a community vibe, and you can see because the, the you know the the house usually gets filled up, and the kids the people are there. come out, man. Uh, the yeah. fucking there's been some crazy, like, they, uh, especially when they're running in that church in Toronto, man. They packed that place out. Like, there's been so many times where I've been sitting in the locker room, right? I'm sitting in the locker room, and people are running in and out of the locker room, and I start seeing less and less chairs, and all of a sudden, someone takes my chair because they, they need, they, they put out a bunch of chairs for people to sit in, but so many more people come in. And they need chairs. They're like, oh, we need chairs. We need they're taking they're taking the chairs out of the locker room because there's so many people coming to these shows that need to sit down. They bought a seat for their show. Uh and I'm like, oh, where'd the chair go? Like, oh, they had to, they just ran and brought it out. Like, oh. You know that you know it's real when they start taking the church pews downstairs, too. I've seen that. Yo, straight up. They <laughs> oh, dude. So hey, help me with this church pew. And I'm like, yeah, they have they have they, oh man. Yeah, it's packed, it's chaos. Uh, what do they got? They got Gus's hot dogs. Those hot dogs are banging, dude. So I don't know if you know this. I I don't know if I'm familiar to you at all. But when I'm at Greektown, I'm doing interviews in the back, and I post up in the kitchen, and that's where myself and Tim, my bald headed buddy with the glasses, we do our interviews in there in the kitchen with Gus. Have you guys interviewed me at all, bro? No, Have because we... you're you're always running around doing your thing. And the last time you am... we were there was in October, and you had a match with RSP. And oh, that you was... and Ricky were having a heart to heart after the match. I I was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch this because y'all are just you're doing your thing. Well, but I appreciate that because yeah, that was some serious stuff, man. And that's great. And I'm I'm not gonna pull the curtain back too far, but like I just saw that you guys were chatting, and I was like, no, we're gonna leave it alone. And I know that Puff's here all the time, and I can always I grab am. him when I want to. But you're always on my list. You and uh, you, you and the main event. You guys are always on my list. I'll do the main event. Uh, who? That's the thing. Decker really brings in guys that he fucks with, you know. Yeah. Like he travels down and wrestles in Pittsburgh, and he and he sees the guys that do well on shows in Pittsburgh, and he's like, you know what? I want these guys on my show, and he brings the main event up to the Greek town. Uh, Cleveland. He was on shows with all these Cleveland dudes. Now he's got uh, PME, the Philly Marino experience on the show, D- uh, Derek Dillinger, uh, Maserati West Barkley dude. Like I'm like that's the thing about Greek Town. I am always very excited to go when I'm booked on a Greek Town show. When I when I know I have a Greek Town show coming up, 
that that that's what I think sets Greek Town a little apart from things because I'm like, man, I can't wait to go to Greek Town. I can't wait to go hang out with all my buddies in that locker room. I can't wait to go see Decker, Jock Sampson, all the Ohio dudes, all the Pittsburgh dudes. Like it's just gonna be a good time. This this and, is the match that this is the one, Jeremy, you're gonna want to take notes on for, for an article. You faced Too Cold Scorpio. This was a while back. And your match was all about wanting to get Too Cold Scorpio to dance. Yeah. And Scorp being like, no, we're having a serious wrestling yeah, match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People who watch Puff know how you wrestle. You're you do your thing and it's different. You do some dancing. Scorpio used to be the same way. Tell me about doing this match. Talk to me about putting it together and working with Too Cold Scorpio because that that was a fun match to watch live. I got to tell you, Dude, I'm I'm glad you say that because man, I I'm uh not usually nervous before matches. I usually am cool, calm, and collected, and I'm like I I know what I'm doing and I do it. I don't have a issue. I'm not too nervous, but that one was so. I didn't know too much about Too Cold Scorpio. I knew he was I knew he was a name, like a famous wrestler. He had been all over and done stuff, but I didn't know too much about him. I looked up I looked into him a little before the match. But then when it came to the day of the show, man, uh I didn't know how he like operated, man. He doesn't like to call like I mean, I think on this kind of show everybody knows how wrestling works, blah blah blah, whatever the fuck. Um he doesn't like to call anything. He likes to just go out there. And I'm like, oh, I'm not good at that, bro. What? <laughs> so I was so nervous going out there. I, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to look like a fucking idiot when I fucking forget something or I can't hear him right. And he's going to tell me to do something. I'm going to do something else. He's going to be pissed. He's going to fucking rock my shit or something. I was so nervous. But, man, then the music hit. And we went out there, and we just fucking played off of each other, man. And he's so fucking sick. He yelled at me afterwards because uh, at the end, I won. Someone, recent, someone like a couple of days ago actually asked me about this match. And they reminded me that I won that match. And they're like, oh, you got a W over two cold Scorpio. And I was like, I do? <laughs> uh, and I remember, like... After the match, I won, and I was, like, trying to pay respect to Two Cold Scorpio because I know he's, like, a legend or whatever. And this business is all about respect. Uh, so I was, like, like leaving the ring for him, but he was trying to do the same to me, and he got, like, upset that I tried to do it to him. He's, like, I'm giving you the ring. That's your moment, bro. And I was, like, shit, sorry, bro. Um, But, yo, that was crazy. It was so much fun. And I remember... Like, and this is something I said to whoever was asking me about this uh, earlier in the week. It was literally earlier this week someone brought this match up to me. Um, uh, that match, like, I, I was so nervous. But then going to the back, uh, backstage and having other wrestlers tell me how good of a match it was. And it's like, usually you have, like, the audience's uh, reaction and point of view and stuff. But when you have someone who's got, like, a trained eye in wrestling and knows how, like, like fans... And audience members have their opinions on wrestling. Uh, and it's always great to have the audience like what you're doing. But when someone who's also a wrestler uh, watches it and likes it and says it's a good match, like that, is, that always feels good. So uh, a few wrestlers came up to me and said that it was like one of the best matches they've seen me have, blah, 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 stuff like that. So that was really cool. Um, 
it was a really fun match too, man. I remember being across the ring from him, and uh, there's a legend about Two Cold Scorpio's uh, member. And man, I remember being across the ring from him, shaking my hips. And then he starts shaking his hips, and I see something bouncing in his pants, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I literally sold. I fell back to the corner. I was like, "What the oh shit, man? That thing's going all over the place." It was crazy, bro. You know why they brought that match up? It's because it happened in December of 2019. We're almost on on a four years ago, so I guess it's coming up in people's memories. I just looked that up. Damn, four years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Jeremy, I don't know if you have uh, if you have another question you want to ask. Oh, I, I do have a couple of questions. Uh, one, I want to ask: Were you for or against the Creed playing at? Slamilton. Oh man, did you not hear me on commentary? Oh no, I was, was I was I was in the me. Yeah, I was there. So no, I um, I was 100% for. Okay. I maybe right. 110% for. I was going, <laughs> "Can you take me higher?" Dude, I was losing my mind. They didn't play it enough and they played it a lot. Thank you. Thank that you. That was that was insanity, man. That was so sick. I loved every minute of the Creed. It was hilarious. And then I would just want to ask about teaming with uh, Megabyte Ronnie. Megabyte Ronnie's a, a pal, friend of the show, and uh, you know, working working with him because we like Ronnie and working with him not only in the ring but also what you guys could possibly get into outside of the ring with uh, various eating that Ronnie likes to do. You know, um. We were teaming for a while, and I got us booked at a lot of places, man. But then uh, circumstances happened. I think COVID happened and got us, like, we were supposed to wrestle at Beyond. We were supposed to wrestle at Black Label Pro. I think COVID, like, stopped that multiple times. Because there was a – I just saw – it was supposed to be a, a Black Label Pro Slamilton. It was uh, – I remember seeing the match graphic. It was me and Ronnie versus Gangrel and Effie. And I can't remember why that didn't pan out. I think it was – Somebody got COVID, but it was like we missed that match. We missed a match of Beyond. Uh, we had wrestled. We wrestled together a few times though, like Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania. Uh, we did a match against each other. We did a cinematic match, the barbecue brawl on the Fourth of July, back in 2020. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Since then, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw it out there. Ronnie kind of bailed on me. Oh and no! Ronnie went to Matt Brannigan. <laughs> he went for the hog, and left me in the dust, bro. He went and started teaming with Matt Brannigan, and they started doing their thing. And you know, I haven't heard from Ronnie since. Oh, well, I'm sorry to bring up a bad memory now. No, Joel, no. end this on a happy note here. All right, here we go, Puff. We play a little game on this show called Partner Promo and Punch in the Face. Oh, I give you three wrestlers. You're gonna pick which one you want to partner with in the ring, which one you want to have a promo off with, and which one you want to punch in the face in singles competition. These three guys are very near and dear to your hearts. They are your brothers from Buffalo. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh what brothers are they? Because there's one that I don't talk about anymore. I don't talk. Is there one uh, we don't talk about? Yeah, there's one I don't. I don't. Uh, I distance myself from. Hmm. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> straight, no, straight up. If there's no, one, that's fair. 
If there's one that has tattoos, switch it out with someone else. Okay. Uh, we'll say <laughs> Kevin Bennett. Okay, Kevin Bennett. Daniel Garcia. Garcia. Let's have Brandon Thurston, Mr. WrestleNomics himself. Hell yeah. Partner <laughs> um, promo, punch in the face. <laughs> oh, shoot, man. I'm going to go right off the bat. Garcia, I want to punch in the face. Well, all right. Because I've never been able to have a singles match with him on a show, and I'd very much like to have that. So, Garcia, uh, punch in the face. Um, hmm. Now you got Thurston and Bennett. And it's crazy you bring Thurston into it because me and uh, me and young Jay Lee just uh, went out to dinner with Thurston for the first time in a long time. We had to catch up, and that was nice. Um, I got partner and promo. <clears throat> I think Bennett and Thurston are both very good at promos. Uh, I, I I like the way that Thurston delivers a promo. Um. I'm trying to think. Uh, Bennett, I have partnered with, and then he turned on me and kicked me in the nuts uh, in Montreal one time. So I don't know if I want to partner with him. So maybe I'll, I'll uh, partner with Thurston and have a Clash of Styles type team and then promo off with Bennett. And I'll try to spit some bars against him. <laughs> That's good stuff. And then he can kick him in the balls afterwards. Exactly. Are you Look at that. Turnabout is fair play. Boom. <laughs> Puff, plug, plug what you got going on. Thank you for joining us. What's happening in your world? Of course. Um, What is happening in my world? I got a show this weekend uh, in Cambridge, Ontario. Uh, Cross-body professional wrestling. Flip the script. It's a night of absurdity. I got there's. There's some absolutely insane matches happening. It's this Saturday night. What is the date? December 16th? Probably. Yeah, It is the 16th. Yes, it is. Uh, There's a tag team championship fatal four-way match with with Santa Claus as a guest referee. There's, I have an open challenge where it's um, a jingle all the way match, which is just Christmas insanity. Uh, There's a lot of Christmas... Fun. It's going to be a really fun, awesome show. And then they just announced uh, Gabriel Fuerza versus Jordan Oliver, which is just going to be an absolute fucking banger. So if you're in anywhere in Ontario, you should be at this show. Like, straight up. The show's going to be fucking awesome. So uh, definitely come out to that if you're anywhere near it. Uh, I got that this weekend. And then after that, I think my next show is Boxing Day, right? Let me look at my phone real quick. I'm, uh, but but while I'm looking at my phone, I'll be talking about Greek Town Wrestling because that's on Boxing Day. We talked about it already, you know. It's um, there's a women's boxing match. There's an arm wrestling match. I don't know how any of this stuff came to be, but crazy, crazy craziness. Uh, I think me me and Jody Threat Impact Wrestling's Jody Threat are teaming up against Silesia Sparks and Carew. Uh, that's going to be a bunch of, I mean, it's just, I mean, when I wrestle, I, I, my main goal is to have a bunch of fun. So I will put out that guarantee that if you are, if you're coming to see me wrestle, I'm going to do my best to make it as fun as possible. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And then, uh, yeah, Greek town on the 26th, then on the 29th, I'm in Lehigh Valley, 
uh, for Lehigh Valley or or Let's Hang Out, LVAC, Let's Hang Out. Look them up. Those are my favorite shows to wrestle on. I'm going to end my life in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania at some point. Uh, end my life, like, retire. Uh, like, my last days will be... I've said it before on Twitter. I don't know if people have taken it the wrong way. I said, uh, I think I've said, like, if everything goes to plan, I'm going to die in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. But I mean that, like, uh, that's where I'm going to spend the rest of my days. I'm not going to. Uh, <clears throat> whatever. But uh, I love that place. I love those people. I love those shows. Lehigh Valley, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Go to LVAC. And then I'm going to be on a couple of Restival shows, but they haven't been announced. Come out to the Restival on the 31st. I'll be there. There you go. And you can find them all We're over back. the internet. It's the, it's the hook them horns and yeah, 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 rock and roll. Fucking uh, oh yeah, my Twitter is Puff the Wrestler, my Twitch is Puff the Wrestler, and my Instagram is Puff is God, all with one F in Puff. There it is. People, people, no matter how many times I say it, <laughs> they put a second F. I don't get it. What do you want from me, man? I, I I put it in neon lights right above my head. What do you want from me, guys? Well, Pop, <laughs> so much for joining us. This was a blast. I'm glad we were able to do it. Thank you. Absolutely, guys. Anytime. Anytime. That you, uh, even when my throat is fucked, but even when it's not fucked, I'll answer. I'm fucking, I'm an idiot. I Next time you see Joe Pearl, please punch him in the face. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Hell oh, yeah. Listen, I'll punch him in the face unless he can get me a Gus hot dog. If he can get me a Gus hot dog, I'll forgive him. Oh, those are so easy to get. I'm so I know. Oh, I just walk oh, up and say, hey, oh. can I have one? Gus is just like, yeah, take it. I don't care. You work here? Okay, go ahead. It's Dude. okay. Shout out to Gus. You rule. Shout out Gus. Shout out hot dogs. Shout out specifically his hot dogs, but all hot dogs. I love hot dogs. Shout out hot dogs. Shout out to hot dogs. That's that's your that's the takeaway from today's interview. Shout out hot dogs. If anyone wants to clip this or make an article, have it talk about my hot dogs and my love for them. There it is. Thank you, Buff. You're the best. Appreciate you. Hell yeah. Peace out. Take care. Oh my goodness. Oh, fantastic. Uh, We got to spend like the last half hour of the show like talking wrestling i guess we kind of have to I mean, we don't have to it's our show do I mean, it is our show but i mean i feel like we'd be clickbaiting the hell out of this thumbnail uh can i just point out by the way that cbpw show that puff mentioned he's on it also features a and i quote loser has to dress like an elf and sell hot chocolate at the concession stand match between D. smith and robbie cosmos that that's the match i want to see the kids want me to take up a hot chocolate stand instead of writing about wrestling for my living. So I feel like I should participate in this match and lose. And then I can, you know, get a new job as selling hot chocolate. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. You should do it. You should try today. Take the day off. And uh, there you go. I'm not going to Cambridge. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not leaving my town anytime soon. Not until Vegas. Coward. That's fair. Uh, okay, we we should talk a little bit about uh, this this week. What, where do you want to start? We're gonna we're gonna pro we're gonna preview winter is coming because that is happening tonight. And the big question of where is Sting? We'll get to that. Where is Sting? Where is Sting? That's the only reason they bring out Tony Schiavone on Wednesdays <laughs> now, uh, and that's fine. So Rollins, Punk, Monday Night Raw. CM Punk decides the decision is Monday Night Raw. No shock there. 
and then uh, out comes out comes uh, Seth Rollins wearing wearing the same suit he confronted Roman Reigns in before the Rumble last year, oh. two, last year or two years ago, whenever they faced off. Like it, was it, it wasn't last year. The year it wasn't this past year because that was Kevin Owens. So I'm pretty sure it was last year. Yeah. So it's uh, so 2022. Rumble. Yeah, 2022. So that would wore the same suit, same serious purple sparkly suit, <laughs> and cut a very serious sparkly promo on CM Punk. What do you think of the promo? I, I personally, I enjoyed the start of where we're going with Punk and Rollins. So I was there, Joel. We buried the lead here. Jeremy it. went to Raw on Monday. Energy was good. I don't know how it came across on on television. Uh, energy was good in Cleveland. Fans were were hot all night. Natalia was super over uh, on main event. So uh, once I heard like the pop Natalia got for winning, sorry, main event spoilers, everybody. Once I heard the pop Natalia got for winning, I was like, oh boy, if they're popping. No offense to Natalia wrestling on main event. Like if they're popping this big for Natalia on main event. Imagine how this is going to sound like when, you know, we get to Jay, Drew, Cody, Seth, Punk. And so I thought it was hot. I don't, again, I don't know how it came across on television, but in the arena, you can definitely feel uh, the energy on, on the show. Seth and Punk. So Punk comes out and he does the <laughs> I'm home bit again, which He's got to know at this point, which which rules because he's got to know. Um, and then so when Seth or when Punk was doing all this, I was like, oh, I think Punk's or Seth is going to come out because Seth hadn't been advertised for the show. Like, it feels like Seth is going to come out. And then Seth did end up coming out. I've said it on this show, Joel. You you've brought up that I've said it on this show. The winner of the Rumble has to challenge Roman. That's the big match, right? That's if you don't challenge Roman, you look kind of foolish. You look kind of dumb. I still believe that to be true. CM Punk convinced me that if he wins the rumble and he challenges Seth, it's not the dumbest idea in the world. Still not a fan of it. I still think Roman's the match, but this promo had so much heat and so much conviction and made me want to see this match so much. And Punk's closing line of like, might win the Rumble, might come after you. And because of everything that led up to this line, which Seth was fantastic in this. Because Seth, you could, obviously, look, they're working together. It's They're professionals and stuff. There's still a lot of truth in what Seth was saying. There's still, Seth, I believe, a lot of what he was saying about why he doesn't like Punk and why he, uh, you know, doesn't want Punk to be around. I believe a lot of that. They really sold me on this match. And they sold me on the idea if Punk wins the Rumble, it's not the worst idea ever if he's like, I want Seth. I want to beat Seth to prove that I'm a better wrestler than him. To prove that I can walk in here and take this company that I never left. That this is my home. And to just take all of that from him after he's been working hard for 10, 10 years. Because Roman can be dismissive. Like, I, I don't want to, like, go ahead and say how the Roman segment's going to play out. Roman feels like if he's going to respond to Punk, which is a big if because Punk is on Raw now. Roman feels like he would just be dismissive of Punk, right? Like, eh, sure, this dude, whatever. I don't care. I got bigger issues to worry about than CM Punk 
coming back here. This guy ain't even on my radar. Like that feels like it fits Roman's build. That doesn't have the heat that this Seth and Punk promo had. And granted, Roman is good enough to where if he decided to say similar things or if he did go a different direction, I'd be like, oh yeah, Roman and Punk is the match to do because you got the Paul Heyman involvement and everything. But for this particular thing, living in this moment, living with this segment, I was sold on Punk winning the Rumble and, and, and challenging Seth if that's where he decided to go. So my brain is a little broken. Only okay. Be- yeah, only because... <clears throat> The again, the Royal Rumble winner should be trying to go after Roman Reigns, given the, the length of Roman Reigns's title reign. On the other hand, it kind of it's very frustrating because it's like if it's basically it's and it's now a Cody and CM Punk story. It's now one of you is going to win the Rumble and one of you is going to win the Elimination Chamber. That's kind of where where it seems to stand, unless for some reason Elimination Chamber becomes uh, a World or a WWE Championship match. And they're going to make, you know, put a roadblock in front of Reigns or Rollins going into WrestleMania, which is always possible, but it's kind of useless going into WrestleMania because it's, you're not going to do that last minute switch of the title unless there's like a big reason to do it and a hotter match to do. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin joins the Elimination Chamber and now it's going to be, you know, CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Probably not going to happen. So I'm of the multiple mindsets of like, you can have Rollins kind of gaslight CM Punk into picking him if Punk wins the Rumble, uh, which wouldn't be too hard because CM Punk already seems to have that that hate on for Seth and vice versa. But also, do you need the title to do the match? That's the other side of it. Can someone cost Punk the match and then you do Rollins and Punk in a grudge match of some sorts? I don't know. There, there's a lot of moving parts here that I enjoy, but also if you just want to go Occam's Razor, Punk wins the Rumble, Punk challenges Seth, and then Cody wins the Elimination Chamber, and he has to face more adversity en route to winning the World Heavyweight Champion, the, the Undisputed Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. So, I don't know. It, someone had pitched a really interesting idea uh, someplace. I forget where, but the idea being that they do Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania, and it's like the big bloodline finale where everyone who's been involved in the storyline in some way shape or form gets involved in some overbooked mess where all the baby faces and heels who have been in the story fight each other off to make sure that roman and cody jensen said this was it jensen i heard other people talk about this too and like it just becomes this big like blow off where it has to be roman and cody everyone else kind of like negates each other by fighting them off and I, I, didn't, I didn't hate that. It's overbooked as hell, but at least it like wraps up everything that they've been doing for the last three years. Uh, but regardless, the Punk and Rollins stuff, I'm so I'm just conflicted because you winning the Royal Rumble should be going after Roman Reigns because that is the championship, the most important one. But if you go after Rollins and you win the Rumble, you're putting a little bit more prestige behind the World Heavyweight Championship by going after that title. And that, that's the that's the other thing is you do give it more credibility that the world heavyweight title if Punk decides to go with that. Again, this is I think Punk's the only person that this works with. I don't buy if Cody wins the Rumble and chooses Rollins because this man has been he's been on Raw since this title was introduced and he showed no real interest, no real interest to uh, having this title or anything. Like I buy it 
when it comes to I buy it when it comes to to CM Punk. I buy the just the heat between Punk and Rollins and Punk almost just wanting to fuck over Seth Rollins of like, yeah, you've been here. You you say, say all these things. You're carrying this company. You're going to wrestle circles around me. You you know, you're the world heavyweight champion. Okay. All right. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that from you. I'm going to prove I'm a better wrestler than you by beating you and taking that title. I buy it with Punk, where I don't really buy it with anybody else that that could possibly win the Rumble. Again, if, if Cody wins, I don't see it. If, if Damian Priest wins, which I don't think is going to happen, don't really see it. I don't see it with anybody else who could win the Rumble and be like, yeah, I, Seth is the guy that I want to go after. This promo and just the the story between these two made enough to me. I still think Roman should be the option. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. I still think whoever wins the Rumble should be going after Roman. But I think if it's Punk and he chooses Seth, I'm a little bit like, all right, this isn't the dumbest decision ever. Not the decision I would make, but not the dumbest decision ever. Yeah. And it's uh, the, again, I don't hate having these options. And then LA Knight's just going to win the Royal Rumble and we're all just going to look foolish. See, L, again, LA Knight, I, it would feel dumb if he chooses Seth. Gunther, even Gunther, it would feel a little bit like Seth, like, I, I, like, okay, but there's no real story there. Drew is a maybe, but he's also just talked about so much bloodline that it's like, yeah, it's got to be Roman. Like everybody, everybody has that tie to Roman that it's like you want to dethrone Roman. Where Punk doesn't necessarily have like what does he give a fuck that Roman Reigns has this title for however long he's had this title for? I mean, he broke Punk's record, I guess it's like, uh, but the record's broken now. So it's like, eh, whatever. Like he doesn't have that thread to Roman. He has an immediate thread to Seth. And granted, this can change very quickly if we have a Roman and and Punk face to face at some point. And I don't know when before the Rumble that's going to happen. I, I don't know if, if that's going to happen. Roman is so good and Punk is so good that they can both be like that they could sell me very easily. I'm like, oh yeah, Punk's got to choose Roman. Don't, Seth ain't even worth it. But like, again, living in this moment right now, where what we saw on Monday, I'm okay with Punk taking on Seth. You got, I mean, it, we know the match is happening, right? Like you're doing that match right now. They're not, they don't do that confrontation then not deliver on this match. And the fact that Punk was like, I'm entering the Royal Rumble kind of takes out the idea that they will just, they'll just, not call an audible but they'll quote unquote call an audible and say oh we don't have to wait for this match to happen or mania can happen at the rumble and i don't think they'll do that as much as it would be they won't be they'll be in each other's orbit but they won't be on each other's radar for a bit drew they announced is going to have the uh the, the world title shot on day one which i told you was going to be a thing on the january 1st edition of raw so they're going to do drew and seth one more time regardless and then drew if he really wants to can refocus his royal rumble efforts on I'm going to beat Roman Reigns. And then you can kind of start that in. But again, Drew is on this, this heel turn, this, this, 
I'm not lying type of heel turn. And he could then maybe be like, I'm going after Gunter. And Gunter's just like, you want to be real? I'll be real and let the two of them cook. But I don't know if that's the way. We've had Drew and Gunther, though. We've had I know. Drew. That's the thing. We have done it. And what are you going to do? You're going to bring back Sheamus and just run back the triple threat? Like, I don't no, think you can do that a year later. Drew might win the title on January 1st. So we've talked about this before, about having Drew win the title and go and have Seth chase again. But we had Seth chase all the way to WrestleMania because the crowd loves a babyface chase. You don't have to do that if it's Punk because then you have to chase to the Rumble. And, you know, now you bring in Drew and CM Punk because Drew doesn't care about finishing the stories, thinks that Punk is a piece of garbage, you know, human being and all that. You can set up a bit of a mini feud between Punk and Drew in the interim. And no. then Seth gets in there too. I, no. Not a match, but a mini, like a war of words. My idea is Drew wins the title January 1st. And then he, it's a short reign. He loses it back to Seth, whether it's Elimination Chamber or Rumble is when he loses it back to Seth. Because I don't think he's the champion going into Mania. But I would not dismiss the idea of Drew winning the title on January 1st and having a short reign. And then it gets back to Seth before Mania. Cause they got two pay-per-views before Mania. If Drew wins the title on January 1st, you can get it back to Seth on those. So I, I, cause Drew's thing was like winning the title in front of fans, right? So he wins the title on raw in front of fans. He has it. I mean, he loses the title in front of fans. Um, because we still don't know what's going to be up with Drew going into Mania with like contract stuff. So I don't think you're going to get like a, a long run out of it because you got not firm plans, but you got plans in place for Seth and Punk at Mania. Um, so I I don't think Punk's getting involved in that at all. I don't know what... So Punk's having these matches against Dom at the on the house shows. I don't know if he's going to wrestle before that on television. I don't know if Punk's going to get like super involved in anything concrete that isn't really Seth until the Rumble. I kind of think they're just going to keep doing here's CM Punk reestablishing himself in the WWE universe for these next really month while, you know, one one Raw is a best of anyway because it's on Christmas. Um and then you could just kind of do like rumble stuff. You could just have them interact with various people like like they've been doing. I don't think you need a super concrete CM Punk feud going into the Rumble because the Rumble is the feud. So I don't think we're going to see him like do a big interaction with Drew. I still think I think they can do a mini Drew and Seth feud heading into the Rumble. I wouldn't doubt that they do Punk versus Dom on the day one episode of Raw. Yeah, I, that that makes sense too. Just it's lead because, into that. They've already had yeah. matches and they've been off TV and they got you got to pop a rating for for that episode. They're already they're clearly trying. They're giving you a World Heavyweight Championship match. They're going to have a, an Intercontinental Championship match, most likely. I think they're going to put Cody and Nakamura in a cage. I've said this a million times. Like It feels like they're building to something. They might even do Rhea versus Ivy Nile, given how things you know ended with the match with... Uh, uh, What's-her-face? Maxine. <laughs> Maxine Dupree. I keep wanting to call her by her NXT name because someone was asking what it used to be, and that's Sophia Cromwell. 
Um, So I always think back to Sophia Cromwell. Anyway, yes, Maxine Dupree, which is weird because nobody should be thinking about her NXT name because she was barely there. So anyway, like an episode, (laughs) like three times. That's it. Anyway, uh, yeah, but Ivy Nile did confront Rhea Ripley after the match, and so it looks like they might build to that, and they're gonna build this episode of Raw as like a big deal. So putting Punk in his first match in WWE since, you know, in 10 years, that'll be a big deal. That'll get people talking. And the fact that it's against Dom will do, will, will do what it's supposed to do. It'll get a lot of people feeling a certain kind of way and they'll want to watch Dom anyway. So that's, that's where that is. But yeah, the, the punk and Rollins stuff, the promo itself was really good. It was Rollins getting that clear first shot across the bow. And then punk just being like, you know what? I'm still happy. I'm still Good mood punk, happy to be here. This is your one and only warning. Don't come at me again. But what's gonna set off punk is when when Seth mentions his UFC career. That's gonna be I was the- I was waiting for Punk to bring that up because he was talking about the ghosts of Cleveland and everything. Um and you know, we're talking about oh yeah, I had the world title and uh then I had the concussion and I lost it. I walked out in Cleveland, like his, his real return to Cleveland was the UFC fight and he lost. Like that was the real return, but he didn't bring that up, uh, which didn't expect him to. I was like, yeah, dude, Cleveland sucks. Like, what do you, I'm with you, punk. I'm with you. People, I, I recognize it immediately. I assume other people did as well. And then of course became a big thing of I'm here to protect WWE, save WWE from you. Same lingo as hangman page just didn't mention the workers rights beforehand um but yeah very same lingo very very much same story different different context because hangman uh, was maybe shooting a little bit more than than seth rollins was but i do like that they are addressing that of just like seth being like you're here because this is your last chance dude like we all know this like that's why you're here buddy and like when when you inevitably blow up i'll be there to show you the door like it was good stuff man it was really really good stuff from seth and punk really good stuff i like the idea that punk has a good deal with wwe but not a great deal contractually speaking because wwe has all the leverage and they can easily just be like we're gonna do this we're gonna do this but we're not gonna do this and you got to be on your best behavior and if you prove to us that you give a shit, then we'll give you a better deal. We'll give you better pay. I would laugh if they were like, we're giving you an NXT contract. <laughs> he was at NXT last night, you know? He was. And you've helping got Ibu. Ibu yeah, you got Ibu from WrestlePurist, like on the he wants Shawn Michaels job long-term track. People need to realize, by the way, if this is the way that Punk is thinking, this isn't like tomorrow speak. This is like after Punk is done being an active wrestler and when Shawn Michaels is ready to go be an empty nester because his kids are already 18 plus. So like there's, I think people just got really, really weird about it because they immediately thought, oh, he came back to take this guy's job. This is going to take his job and it's going to be, it's going to be a big problem. It's like, he took your germ, CM germ. But instead it's more like this is, a long-term succession kind of idea. And then people are like, oh, I think he won Matt Bloom's job. I was like, well, I don't care what he wants. Punk clearly wants to influence a generation, which is ironic because when he came to AEW, he wanted to do the same thing. And look how that 
worked out. But again, I go back to different cogs, different machines, different workout. We don't know how he would work in that machine. We've seen how it worked in the AEW machine in terms of like influencing talent, working with talent. Apparently he was, you know, reportedly while he was backstage at NXT, he was watching footage. He was coaching. He was trying to be more hands-on with talent. And that's not a bad thing because Punk is very good in the ring and very good at getting people getting people's attention. So it's it's good that he's in NXT. Well, Ace Steel just did an interview with uh, Rip Rogers, and he confirmed that he was working at the Performance Center a year ago. So basically right after Brawl Out, he was back at the, the Performance Center. And he, he talked about giving advice and stuff. He's like, yeah, there were like the football players and stuff like they didn't know who I was. I was just the coach and they're listening to me because I'm the coach. And then the other guys are like from the independents like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a steal to them. Like they knew me from the independents and everything. I think when it comes to, to punk and where people got to realize stuff is uh, I'm not saying punk is right or wrong on this but when you have guys like the young bucks when you have guys like hangman page and and people who had were there from AEW from the start very well accomplished in AEW, but also outside of AEW before that it's a different environment than nxt where it's a lot of college athletes who may or may not know who cm punk is what cm punk did but they're there to be coached, right? So they're going to listen to their coaches, no matter who their coaches are. And if Punk can get past the fact of like, do you know who I am? And just is like, hey, I'm just your coach, which it seemed like a Steel could. I, I don't want to speak for him, but he recognized it. Like, yeah, these football players just saw me as like coach guy. And that's fine. Like That's who they saw me as. As long as they were listening to me, I don't care. If Punk can get past that, then cool. They can have a fine relationship. And then there will be the independent wrestlers who come in there and it's a different environment because the guys on the independent scene may have had success in the independent scene. They didn't have success in an AEW environment like hangman, young bucks, Omega, all these guys uh, kind of did like no offense to Carmelo Hayes, but if, let's take Carmelo Hayes. For example, Christian Cas- Casanova on the independent scene, fine independent career. We can't say he was like a, big deal on the independent scene or had any quote unquote big time however you want to put that in terms big time success on the independent scene because success is basically if you want to use it in a wrestling kind of broad scope success is being in wwe or being in AEW. now punk again has to concede that like again these athletes might just see him as coach phil and if they see, and if he understands that and respects that, cool. But there will be the independent people who know CM Punk and know what he's accomplished and will maybe like seek him out and, and, and things like that. But yeah, a lot of the AEW guys were, they had successful independent careers or they had long established independent careers or they had a lot of success already in AEW or like a New Japan or something. It's like, yeah, I don't really need to seek advice from CM Punk I've been a former AEW champion. I don't need to seek advice from CM Punk. I helped build this company. I do wonder what kind of advice Punk was trying to offer because 
again, there is different levels of advice. It's if it's how to get over on a TV product, this is something that that these guys didn't have. And it's and it's not a condescending thing. It's just the reality is that you want a guy who has worked TV, who has worked, you know, different variations of of television wrestling with cameras. Punk is one of those guys. And and more recently than some of the coaches in AEW. So I don't know. I just I don't know how many people speak to Jericho when Jericho offers advice. You know, obviously he's well respected. Moxley is another guy that people come to. They get advice from him when when they want it. I don't know what the deal was with with Punk. I don't know if it was that he expected people to take his advice. I don't know if it was the locker room leader stuff that turned him off or that turned people off from him. It was just a. It just wasn't a fit. Whatever the whatever his expectations of the company and his role in it was, and whatever the expectation from the other wrestlers was, it just didn't fit and it just didn't mold well. It's it's different too because. If you want to talk like kind of main roster sort of stuff again, like Hangman Page, I don't know why he was expecting Hangman Page to uh, and I, I don't I don't know Hangman Page. I don't know what kind of advice he was or wasn't getting from from various people backstage and things like that. And I when Hangman says like, yeah, I'd just rather go out there, kind of try and fail. Like, that's just how the man is going to go out there and work. It's worked for him. Like, let's not act like Hangman Page ain't been a success in AEW because every time he has something substantial and like he's been the world champion, he's, he should be the top baby face in the company. But I don't think if like Gunther, for example, is like, yeah, not really, really taking advice. Would, would CM Punk take offense to that? Like, is that what we're doing? You're going to with NXT, it is more younger talent, more, it's NXT. It's still developmental, but it is people who are still kind of, I don't want to say learning how to work, but in the WWE system, that's sort of what they use it as. Like, I don't think anybody saying Ilya Dragunov isn't main roster ready and stuff, but Ilya Dragunov is still getting advice from Shawn Michaels. Like Shawn Michaels is still giving him the, this kind of advice and, and things like that. Um, People did take advice from Punk backstage. Powerhouse Hobbs has talked about how Punk was helpful. Ricky Starks has talked about how Punk is was helpful. Jade Cargill, and, yeah, Jade Cargill. Like people did take advice from Punk. I think Punk just has to, and a lot of older wrestlers have said this. You just can't expect people to come up to you and and look for advice, and you can't force your advice onto people if that is not your role if you want to watch matches and i think this is where nxt is actually kind of suitable because nxt they are with some exceptions you know corbin is been main roster been wrestlemania like the guys who come back down there they know how the system works they're down there to just they're kind of in that punk role almost of like largely to help out but for nxt it is a lot of people like still being coached still seeking advice and so if Punk's going to be there and watch matches and give feedback, those people are probably going to be open and acceptable to the that feedback compared to if you're trying to watch a Gunther match on Raw and Gunther comes backstage and Punk is standing there and be like, hey, you know you should have done this? Like, I don't think Gunther is going to be like, yeah, sure, buddy, I, I should have done this. Like You can't force that. If Gunther comes up to you and is like, hey, you know what did you think? Then okay. But like you can't force that onto people. Yep. I don't know much to add. 
I uh, it, it's a we're in a different spot now. Now he's gone. He's moved over to WWE. We'll see what what coaching is like if it's something that he wants to do. That's the other side of it. This could have been just him getting a taste and seeing if this is something that's worthwhile to him. Like you said, Jeremy, these are all new athletes for the most part who have never stepped into a ring or are just starting their in-ring career. AEW talent, by and large, not the case. A lot of the talent that we just talked about that you know took advice from Punk were also not uh, tenured talent. So again, it's all worth it's all worth talking about, but. We'll see what happens with the, with Punk on screen because the uh, the Road to WrestleMania stuff got a lot more interesting with him in it because for a while we were just like, okay, what does Rollins do at Mania? And now we know. I, did, I didn't mention this point on Monday's show, but Punk's promo on Friday, real, I thought it was a really good promo. Um, the, the closing line of like, people are afraid because I'm the monkey wrench. I'm the person who can throw all this off. And we have talked about this. Like the only WrestleMania match I feel very confident in is, is Jay against Jimmy. Anything else? I don't know. And one of the reasons I don't know is because CM Punk is back and it's like, you can slot him here, here and here. And it all makes sense. And depending on where you slot him, other things got to shift around. So like, I love that monkey wrench line from him because it was one of those like yeah a truthful little line that also made sense on the the television product as well like the on-screen stuff with cm punk has been good to me and i've i've always i've always liked him as an on-screen performer i thought the stuff he was doing in aw was great i love the he hadn't had there's less chaos with him in wwe because it just is a more controlled environment i don't feel that sense of chaos cody was the same thing cody and aw I felt like I never knew what was going to happen when that guy was on screen. He'd just do the dumb, dumbest shit ever just to pop himself, and it ruled. And Punk would do some of the just dumb shit just to you know get a reaction, and it ruled. It didn't always make for the best television, but I had fun with it. Now it's very clear, like, there's a purpose, there's a point. He's not going to be as chaotic, which sometimes doesn't make it as fun, but it's still good stuff on screen. Well... You know who's not going to be on screen this Wednesday, or at least not as of right now? It's the one and only Sting. Joel, do you want to play a game? Sure. By the way, shout out to that one guy in the chat who thinks Jericho put over talent in the ring all the time. Action Andretti is doing very well for him. He's doing great. Yeah, he's he's having a great time. It was a year ago. A year ago, winter is coming. He beat. He beat Jericho. Sounds like uh, it's been the winter of discontent for uh, for one Action Andretti. But anyway, Jericho's great. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, where's Sting? Uh, I don't know. I don't see any face paint. Is there? Where's Sting? Where's Sting? Okay, let's find it. Okay, I feel bad for people on mobile. They won't be able to look at this. (laughs) Uh, is he? Is he in the booth? Is he in that 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 checkered booth? Nope. Okay. Is he uh on the sailboat? Nope. No. Okay. Is he? Is he in the smoke of that smokestack on the cruise ship? Nope. Where is Sting? I I don't know. Where is he? Is he, he the donkey? Is... What? Is he the donkey? No. No? Okay, I don't know. I don't know. Where is he? Joel Sting is at the green towel at near kind of the, the bottom center of the screen. Do you see that green towel? Oh, yeah, there he is. That's a poor Photoshop job. Good on you. <laughs> I thought that was a, I thought that, that was a, that was a turkey. <laughs> you got to make it difficult, Joel. Like, I, I, I feel like I did a good job with this because you were stumped. 
I'm sorry. Adam Cole was put over by Chris. I'm not doing this right now. <laughs> Jared, no, no. Anyway, the Thanksgiving turkey known as Sting down there. I was stumped. Yeah, he I, he blended in. He blended in well. I thought I thought I did a very good job. I used a a surfer Sting photo because we're at the beach, you know, layers. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it, it's very. Uh, it, it also felt a little bit more cartoony as well compared to Crow. I felt like Crow Sting would have stuck out a little bit easier had I done that one. So I went with the uh, the the non Crow Sting. No Sting on tonight's show as of now. It, just a, a weird decision. Maybe he's not available and maybe I'm just getting worked up over like nothing type of thing, but a weird decision to not have Sting advertised for this show. But have we thought no. that maybe Sting is also climbing Mount Everest? Have we taken that into account? Maybe. That'd just, be sweet if he was. Yeah, before he's done, he just wants to he just wants to do that one time before he retires. Yeah, yeah. That'd be sweet if that's what he decided to do. Congratulations if you found Sting, by the way. You can you can play play this game with your friends if you would like to do. I'm actually gonna post it. I'll post it on Twitter. So apparently, can, uh... apparently Orange Cassidy is also in this image. People in the chat he? he's in the image to the left of the picture, about halfway up. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess I see shirtless orange Cassidy, I guess. Or is it the guy wearing the jeans? Yeah. Is it the one with the sunglasses and the jeans? Yeah. Could be two orange Cassidy's. That's true. No, my know. God. <laughs> All right, everybody, you know, sting sting might not be on the show tonight, but you know, we still have a tremendous lineup for everybody tonight. 8 p.m. Eastern. AEW Dynamite live on TBS. Not only do we have great matches as the AEW Continental Classic rolls on, we have five extra minutes. Thanks to our great partners at Warner Brothers Discovery and TBS. We have five extra minutes tonight. AEW Dynamite Winter is coming. (laughs) I I just saw the image for the show tonight, and it actually says live 8 p.m. to 10.05 Eastern. They've never done that for an announced overrun. That's so funny. Uh, it's so cheesy. It's good. I want everybody to know that they have, uh, you know, great partners at Warner Brothers and TBS that they're getting five extra minutes tonight. Amazing. Will Chisholm said to Super Chat saying, do we really want Sting on TV? Rick Flair going to think it's 1985. I don't want Rick Flair on TV. I want Sting on TV. Yeah. You know what? If you want to have Rick Flair, just have Sting walk down with the bucket of Rick's chicken and just be like, always here in spirit, big man. Um, nah, nah, nah. And then that should be it. Sting should be on the show. The AW Continental Classic rolls on with the Gold League match. Roosh takes on Jay Lethal. Can Jay Lethal spoil Roosh's plans to uh, try to win the league? Jay Lethal has already been mathematically eliminated, but he can still play a spoiler in this tournament. Can he defeat Roosh in an AEW Continental Classic matchup? Also, the Continental Classic, the Blue League, comes to Wednesday Night Dynamite as Andrade El Idolo takes on Brody King in a Blue League matchup. Plus, this is a big one in the AEW Continental Classic Gold League. John Moxley, undefeated. John Moxley takes on undefeated Swerve Strickland. Whose O will go? Or maybe nobody's O will go because it's a 20-minute time limit. John Moxley against Swerve Strickland. One man will walk out with extra points in the Continental Classic, and one man could walk out with no points. 
who will establish themselves at the top of the Gold League as John Moxley takes on Swerve Strickland in the AEW Continental Classic. Plus, we have Hangman Adam Page taking on Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong returning to the ring after his miraculous recovery last week from the wheelchair. He will take on Hangman Adam Page, who looks to clear his name after it was implied that he laid out MJF with the beer bottle and could be the devil. Can Hangman Adam Page get back on track after losing the de- Texas Deathmatch to Swerve Strickland in AW Full Gear when he takes on Nick Strong, Roderick Strong? No Neck November is over. Roderick Strong back in the ring for December. I didn't have anything for that one. Sorry. Riho takes on... <laughs> Riho re- also returns to the ring to taking on Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho's destination is not unknown. She will be competing tonight live, 8 p.m. Eastern on AEW Dynamite against Riho. It's great to have former AEW Women's Champion Riho back in the ring tonight, AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming. Plus, we'll hear from Samoa Joe. What will he have to say after AEW World Champion... MJF was laid out last week, possibly drinking on the job too much, could not compete in the tag team match. The tag team match that never happened as MJF was laid out and Samoa Joe left the ring and the guys around the ring, instead of like having the match just kind of left and we we never had a match last week. We'll hear Samoa Joe's thoughts. He will not be at ROH final battle this weekend because he decided to drop the TVT the TV title, the ROH TV title, and not defend it, relinquish the title. But he will be live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, on AEW Dynamite to speak. We'll also hear from Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, the Golden Jets, the number one contenders for the AEW Tag Team titles. What will they have to say tonight on AEW Dynamite? Who will Chris Jericho put over after all the great things Chris Jericho has done for AEW, including putting over Ricky Starks, putting over MJF, putting over Action Andretti, putting over Darby Allen, putting over Adam Cole, putting over John Moxley. Chris Jericho has lost a lot in his great AEW career. He's put over a lot of people in AEW. Who will he put over on the microphone tonight when he speaks alongside Kenny Omega? And it's going to be great to have the Von Erich family return to Dallas, the great family of the Von Erichs, in conjunction with the Iron Claw movie starring MJF for like two seconds MJF, an executive producer in the film. MJF is part of the film. We're going to have the Von Erichs live tonight on AEW Dynamite, 8 p.m. Eastern, TBS, AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming. It's a great show, as always, for AEW. Winter is coming. A big tradition, an annual staple classic of AEW. Winter is coming. We've had tremendous moments in Winter is Coming history, including Brian Danielson against Hangman Page, the debut of Sting, who is not maybe going to be there tonight. We shall see. But winter is coming, one of our big specials in AEW history. You won't want to miss it tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, TBS, AEW Dynamite. Winter is coming. Thank you to all the great AEW fans. Justified, this is awesome chance. Okay, why the hell isn't Brody King versus Andrade on Rampage? They got to make up ground. For? Because, you know, Andrade and Danielson missed that week, so... I guess they got to make up some ground. Why are you mad that it's on dynamite? Why are you hater? It, it's not the mad. It's just, this is, this is a very packed dynamite, which is fine, but your show is still only two hours, two hours and five minutes this week. I'm just wondering, I'm, you know, and plus you're doing a golden jet segment. That's probably going to be about two minutes. Ruby Soho is going to be about seven minutes. Von Eric segments, probably going to go 10 minutes. If they, if they fold it in with the mimosa Joe and MJF stuff, then like that's a 20 minute segment. Page and Strong's probably going to get a good amount of time. Jay White, Mark Briscoe's another good one. Like, there's a lot of good matches. I'm just wondering about timing. Roosh and Jay Lethal, by the way, is a rematch from uh, 
ROH 19th anniversary show. And do you know who won that match? Is that when Roosh won the title? Roosh was already champion. He defended oh. against Jay Lethal. And he won. Okay. Roosh, Roosh defended successfully. So uh, I look forward to Roosh beating Jay Lethal. If they give Jay Lethal his win back in this match, oh, I'm going to have several things to say on the internet. But I mean, also, I kind of want Jay Lethal to play spoiler to Roosh. They'll do a roll-up finish. That's what they're going to do. Anyway, I'm I look forward to it tonight. I'm looking forward to Dynamite. I understand the the match being on Rampage. They had Danielson and Daniel Garcia on Rampage. It's not act like... Well, that's hey, why I'm saying they should have put this Blue League match right. on Rampage and just established that Rampage can host both Blue League and... Or sorry. Yeah, I mean, Rampage can host the Blue League matches that are not on collision. I should establish that they host Gold League matches as well, but they just haven't had any matches. Yeah. It's going to be a good wrestling show, as, as most... Uh, most dynamites have been and collision by the way um most of these shows have been during the continental classic you know you're getting good wrestling with the continental classic so that's that's always a good thing so it, it should be a good show i'm still don't understand the not having sting uh as far as like winter is coming winter is coming has traditionally been like a, a big well-established show and this one because the continental classic feels a little light it's not necessarily a bad thing but like we got moxley and uh moxley and kenny on winter is coming we got hangman and danielson on winter is coming like winter is coming usually has like a big title match and there's no title match for this one the sting 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 thing still baffles me a little bit uh but, but yeah it's a, a special appearance with the von erics Maybe I, I kind of think if like they're gonna if they're gonna bring out Sting, that's when they bring him out is during the Von Erich stuff. I'd I'd probably advertise that. Yeah, I I would too, but also because the Von Erichs are coming out, the Sting surprise is just kind of like a cherry on top. It's not gonna it's not gonna take away your ad if you put Sting out there. Like if you promote that Sting will be there as well to do the Von Erich stuff. I don't know. It's or he could not show up at all, and Sting just is not going to be on the show until the, the week after. If Sting is not on AEW Dynamite tonight, I am going to be very, very angry on the internet, and I'm going to write a post on Twitter that is between 1 and 200 characters long. Where will you be dropping that? I just said on Twitter. Yeah, do you want to give them your handle or no? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Do you want to promote the other stuff so we can get out of here? Christian should come out and, and be like, oh, Von Eriks. What's your family about? <laughs> I know my dad loves me. Anyway, not, not, we're not doing this right now. Oh, do you think they play that off, uh, the, the Christian and Adam stuff? Do they do that on Collision or do they do it uh, in a couple of weeks on Dynamite? They can probably do it on. They'll probably do some stuff on Collision, I imagine. Shane Wayne, that's right. <laughs> Her name's Shana Wayne, but anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, Christian's new best friend. Anyway, plug his stuff. Let's get out of here. You want to plug? Over this the is the tale of Tony Montana, Cubano Flame, with Miami and Guns. There's a lot going on right there. Anything else? This whole town's a pussy just waiting to get fucked. 
Okay, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. And uh, I'm Atrol Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, be on the binary. We'll see you on Friday. We'll be back, and we might even have a good time. We'll talk about wrestling, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. This today, we can do it today. Anyway, see ya. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.